Hey, Real Nerds listeners, your favorite host, Ryan, here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find the Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us 720-6Nerds5. Oh, man, our website is so cool. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You want to leave some fan mail? Oh, that's so easy, realnerds at gmail.com. Twitter, we got it, at real underscore nerds. You can even like us on Facebook. Thank you so much, and hey, enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic-Con 2015 and beyond. I am Ryan, and with me always is... James. Uh, Brad sadly couldn't make it. He's locked in a basement and with no food and or water, so hopefully he'll be able to claw his way out, and he'll be back next week. So we'll wait and see. If he doesn't make it, oh well. That's interesting. I watched a TV show about that this week. Really? Yeah, we'll get there. Cool. Uh, but in Brad's place, we have Randy, our comic guy. What's up, Randy? Not much, guys. How's it going? How's everybody doing? Well, and, uh, how's uh, how's everything going? Eh, you know, not too bad. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Hanging in there? It's yeah. been a while since we've saw yeah. you. It has been a very long while. So, yeah. yeah it's, I, uh, with with the job and everything, I don't work four days a week now. So I'm like, yeah, if I can come back, it'd be great. Yeah, cool. Always welcome. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, the door is always open unless I'm not here when you get here and I just got a text from you saying, hey, I'm here. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry about the door that. And I'm all like, okay. <laughs> um, cool. So as always, Real Nerds Podcast is brought to you by the Alamo Draft House in Denver. And here's what's playing this week at the Alamo Draft House. Hello. I'm Tim League, the CEO of the Alamo Draft House, here again to tell you about the newest Draft House Recommends title, Ex Machina. Though I am incapable of love, I felt a deep bond with this original and thrilling sci-fi film, and my calculations tell me that humans will, too. So, without further ado, please ingest the trailer for the newest Draft House Recommends title, Ex Machina. Goodbye. How long until we get to this estate? We've been flying over this estate for the past two hours. Caleb, I'm just going to throw this out there so it's said, okay? You're freaked out. You're freaked out to be meeting me, having this conversation in this room at this moment, right? But can we just get past that? The whole employer-employee thing? It's good to meet you, Nathan. It's good to meet you too, Caleb. This building isn't a house. It's a research facility, and I want to talk to you about what I'm researching. You want to see something cool? You are dead center of the greatest scientific event in the history of man. Hello. Hi. Do you have a name? Ava. Answer me this. How do you feel about her? Her AI is beyond doubt. No, nothing analytical. Just 
How do you feel? I feel that she's amazing. Do you want to be my friend? Of course. Will it be possible? Why would it not be? Did you know that Nathan brought me here to test you? Wrong about what? Nathan, you shouldn't trust anything he says. Does Ava actually like you? Or is she just pretending to like you? Self-awareness, manipulation, sexuality. Are you attracted to me? Now, if that isn't true AI, what is? Caleb, here's something I want to show you. Can we talk about the lies you've been spinning me? What lies? Today, I'm going to test you. Why me? Caleb, you have to help me. You. It's strange to eliminate something that hates you. What will happen to me if I fail your test? I left a, a little space there this time because you did. You, it was you, great. You, you've <laughs> been uh, putting in sweet PSAs in it. Um, <laughs> yeah. The one this I saw really... before today was awesome. Did you see the one for um, for Ex Machina? Uh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I hope that comes out that week because there's nothing else that comes out that week. I just hope I can find that on YouTube and that all the listeners already heard that. <laughs> um, so next week is actually a really cool week. Duel, which is Steven Spielberg's first movie. Hell yeah. Oh, that's is... so good. And the trailer I saw before Furious 7 Dude, I this love week Duel. I got really excited to and see then it. Is, I, I, I'm curious whether or not that's a recut trailer or something because I've like I've seen Duel. That's a really good trailer that mm-hmm. doesn't feel like the original trailer. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't. Um, yeah, I mean you got to sell that movie, even though I mean it's I think it's a good movie, but I mean, yeah, I mean people uh, other yeah besides us. Uh, also, I think this was pretty interesting. The craft dinner this week is Major League with Victory Brewing. Hmm. <laughs> Which I, I love Major League. Uh, one of my favorite lines in it is, you know, everyone talks about Wild Thing or Up Your Butt Joe Boo or whatever. But my favorite is they're all sitting at a dinner and Charlie Sheen's character is Rick Vaughn. And he's sitting there and he has a cut off leather jacket and a cut off shirt with a tie. And he's really uncomfortable. And they say, hey, Rick, are you all right? He's like, no, I feel like a goddamn banker. <laughs> and he has a cut off shirt. It's funny. Um, <laughs> another car... Because obviously Furious Seven, so the theme this uh, this month is kind of car chases. Yeah, and so Christine, which is oh, a Stephen so King good. movie, um, Video Vortex, which only costs a dollar, is called Killer Workout. <laughs> I don't know what that's about, but somebody tells me it's a horror movie about people who are doing jazzercise. I hope it is, anyways. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, Uncalled for F O U R is a comedy sketch show, which will also be there. Cool. And then one of James's favorite movies from three years ago, Moneyball, is oh. also showing. I love that movie. I'm just kidding. I love that movie too. It's great. Uh, Brad, I hope, I hope, Brad Pitt's eating in it. I hope old people don't attend that that showing. <laughs> Is that horrible? I just remember how bad my experience in theaters was that first time. I had a bad experience people. at Alamo today. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, should we? T- can we talk about it now, or should we wait until I, the review? I mean, you can if you want. Okay. What happened? Uh, these people next to me won't stop talking, and the worst. Uh, I'm not going to mention names on the podcast, but remember last week after it was all done and. We were talking about when we had bad experiences, and I told talked about my server from Friday the 13th. Yes. See, the craft dinners there, it's like a pre-fixed uh, menu. So right. all they have to do is bring you your food. They already make it. Oh, and, really? And the person who was waiting on me always forgot me. I, was, I mean, I was in row two, and I was the last person. 
I think there was like six or seven other people in the row. So he'd always come down with six or seven entrees or whatever it was. And then he'd look at me and basically, you know, throw his hands up and like, oh, I forgot. And then I'd have to wait another 10 minutes before I got my salad. And then another mm-hmm. 10 minutes before I got my hot dog and ch- chili dog. Um, so today, me and my wife went there and the server came by and I said, oh, no, it's this person again. Uh-huh. And so took the order, whatever, it was fine. And he dropped off the popcorn and the people next to us started talking and they wouldn't shut up. So I put up a thing. I yeah. Said, hey, the people next to me won't stop talking. Right. And the server gave me the thumbs up and went away and never came back. I didn't see him again until he dropped the check. <laughs> he's and, just like, he's just like, isn't that awesome? Yeah. And the, and he they just keep talking. So he left. I mean, he didn't even pre-bust me or my wife's plates. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is um, me and my wife have been out and about all day. And since I've been working out so much, like there's times when I get like super hungry. Yeah. So you like, ate a shit ton of food. Yeah. So and I, had a lot of plates. On so well, yeah, I, I said, so we ordered popcorn and that took a while to get there. And then we each got an entree and then we're done with that. So we just have this shit mounding up. Never came well, back after any tables. I mean, yeah. After he came back and told me that in about an hour and a half in the movie, my wife leans over to the people and is like, can you just shut up, please? <laughs> and then they were quiet. So wow. my wife had to be the one to tell him. And then we didn't see him again until he dropped off the check. Man, it's is, too bad we don't know a bunch of people who work there. Have Have you done something that karma is just like kicking you in the ass? No, I just, just hate <laughs> you. Or no, I just think some people don't know how to maintain their rows. I mean, me and James have gone there enough. Oh yeah, sure. There's some people that are amazing there. Oh yeah. yeah. And actually, yeah. I was really proud. I was walking by and Steve's name's on the outside of the building. I know. I took a photo of it. Nice. I know. I was so excited. I saw that today uh, too. Yeah. So it's really cool. But you know, people like Kendall who always takes really good care of us. Yeah. Uh, but there's, it's a hard, it's a hard job. I'm not saying it isn't. No, not but, at all. But you know, when you serve, you have to be able to multitask. Well, it's, it's your job. And the thing is too, is he didn't even run any of our food or any of our drinks. So they obviously have food runners when it's really busy. Right. And Hey, the theater was sold out. I'm not sitting here. No, but, I mean, I wouldn't expect it. But not if to the be, people but... are sitting there talking, all you had to do is literally take that slip and like walk to the end of the aisle and wait till they started talking again. And then he could come back and tell them not to. Right. And it's just, and I could have put up another slip, but I never saw him again. Well, so it, it wouldn't well, matter. Yeah, what's it going to do? I mean, yeah. it's, you know. Yeah, that's too bad. So it's the same person who I had a bad experience with before. And now, I mean, I don't want to name any names, but it's just. No, but for still. the For the record, we have been there, um, I don't know, every week, more than once a week for the past two years. Exactly. And I, I have very few problems. Like yeah, that. it's very few. But the thing is, too, I mean, I'm there. I don't want anybody to, like... No, no. It's just, it's the person. Right. Yeah. The thing is, is the few experiences I'm, I'm there so much, fantastic. I have seven victory rewards that I haven't even used yet. Oh, dude, oh, I don't wow. even know what I have. You know, I have, I think, like, three shakes, like, two things of candy. Oh, dude. I'm I sure I have a popcorn. I just forgot to ask for it. But... I had to print that shit off. See, and, and it's going to be that one person that's going to crap on the experience for yeah. everybody. I mean, it's just not. And if if he can't handle that, then they shouldn't give him Theater 7 why, at 7 why o'clock should he even on have Friday. job? You mean, know? Yeah. Is, yeah. Are there not comment cards or something? I'm sure there is. But, again, I, you know, I just, whatever. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not knocking the theater. I love the theater. And even with that, the movie was so loud today, Furio 7, that I didn't yeah. really have to worry about it too much. Yeah. But when it was, you know, the quiet moments and they were still talking, it's just like, oh, man. And then my wife had to be the one to, to right. shut up. Like, like she's <laughs> getting paid for it. Yeah. There's there's other yeah, people was, that have. We just had a bad. And I purposely chose the Alamo, too, so I wouldn't have to deal with the bad audience. You right? would think. Yeah. yeah. But there was also a girl. My wife didn't even notice her, but she was, I don't know, to the left and one row down. Like her phone was on, I could, I noticed she was. I could tell she was on Facebook. Oh, God. 
And she was talking to her friends and stuff like, oh my gosh. You're like, really? This is, again, see, and that's what, I mean, I went to the mills when I saw it, and it was like me and maybe 25 other people, so it was a wonderful experience. Yeah. Wow, what time did you see that? Uh, 12.30 this morning, Oh, yeah, this afternoon. Yeah. In IMAX, so. Yeah, and I had that experience at the mills with uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Is the first showing in IMAX on that Thursday was like at 5 in the afternoon. I don't think anybody knew. Yeah. So me and my wife's friend went. And it was me and her and, like, three other people. It yeah, was awesome. see, that's, I mean... And they yeah. gave me, like, a bunch of free Spider-Man comics. and That's awesome. Nice. So, yeah, that's uh, what you want. besides that, I mean, go still the Alamo. I mean, it's it's not their fault people are bad. No, no, uh, it's... Nope. I love it. So maybe I can request a server. Like, can I just get Kendall in this right. section? That'd be great. <laughs> hey, maybe. I've been or, trying or find out what time. find out what their section is, then, which row it is, and then... Yeah. I, I wonder if I could, like... I guess I could message her on Twitter. Like, what, what section are you in today? See, there you go. Um, <laughs> but every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week we saw a Furious 7. Um, we review the movie at the end of the show and we'll tell you if you should go see it or not. And then we play the trailer and then we spoil the movie for you. This is not one where we can spoil that much, I don't think. No, probably not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure people <laughs> know how it goes. Yeah. Um, they race cars. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. We also talk about movie news, what's coming out on Blu-ray, comic book news. We'll have Randy pick a comic book this week. Yeah. Sweet. Um, box office numbers, stuff we've been watching. We're a movie podcast. We like to have fun. Um, I've been playing video games. I've been playing uh, Resident Evil Revelations 2. Oh, yeah? How is it? It's fun. Like If you like Resident Evils, it's lots of fun. Who doesn't? If I've never played a Resident Evil game, will I like it? Um, No. Okay. Uh, it's it's fun if you want to <laughs> if you want to kill zombies and monsters, but the yeah. story it deals a lot with previous Resident Evils. So okay. I don't know if you can get a lot out of the character moments. Yeah, but it's still fun. I mean, you still get to shoot zombies and stuff. Cool. Who doesn't like to shoot zombies? And you have to figure out. You know, there's some like badass huge guys that drag axes and jump through the ceiling and walls and stuff to get you. And you know, if you yeah. like to kill stuff like that, I'm there. And the cool thing is, it's only forty dollars. And it comes with, if you buy it on disc, it comes with two free extra episodes in it. And it has a raid co-op mode where you have to get from one end of like the island to the other by killing a bunch of stuff. So, I mean, there's nice. lots of replay value in it. So I'd say get it. And I also got MLB The Show 15, and it's awesome. Cool. I mean, you have to like baseball. If you don't like baseball, you'll think it's a piece of shit. But I've been playing a whole lot of Far Cry 4, and that nice. game is really good. I did download, um, I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but one of the free games this week or was last week was Vandal Hearts. And I oh, really, really Valiant Hearts. Valiant Hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like World War One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I haven't played it yet, but did, I got did it. Download it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. It's. Uh, I forgot that I started to download it, and this morning um, I turned on my PlayStation. It's like, bing. It's like sweet. Sorry. <laughs> you know, if you don't have PlayStation Plus, you have to get PlayStation Plus. Seriously, you literally get free game. They do like three or four free games a week. Yeah. Or well, that's month. just that's just for that one console. Yeah. There's also games on PS3, and there's games on Vita. Yeah. So I'll also download. Wow. They have the Oddworld one that's on PS4 too. They'll probably yeah. download. Have you checked what the new ones are for this month? No, no, I haven't. Oh, okay, cool. So I have to check that out. But uh, yeah, I've been messing around with that. Awesome. Very cool. So yeah, we do nerd things. We do. So we'll uh, we'll start with comic books because we have a guest. Yeah, you know that's what we do. Oh, sorry, Randy. <laughs> What's up, nerds? It's the comics corner. Cool. What should we be reading? Um, I would probably say something that uh, would kind of blend in with both worlds, since you guys are really more into movies. Um, the one that I, I've been keeping up on most regularly is. Uh, the grindhouse stuff. 
Okay. I don't know if you've, you've what is that? that? I don't know what that is. Yeah. So what it is is it's it's like it reminds me of uh, like the Twilight Zone TV show. It's the same basic, you know. It's it's called Twilight Zone, but there's like little stories. So the way that Grindhouse works is like it came out with a eight part series first. Cool. And so the first series was uh, Be Women from Mars, part one and two, which was the first two issues. <laughs> I like that and title already. <laughs> it's yeah, right. Um, and it it's got that sort of like sixties, seventies sort of Grindhouse movie sort of feel to it. It's just. Cheesy horror flicks and crazy sort of like I can't even explain it. It's I don't know. It's it's cheesy, but in a good way. Like you definitely want to continue reading. And there's like it was a two part series, and a two part series, and a three part, and another two part. And then for whatever reason, they rebooted it to one again. So right now, issue three is out of the second volume. Um and I left it in the car. I can't remember the dang name of it. Um, but one of them was like a prison in space. Uh, one of them was some sort of a witch character or something. But they're all these really great, like, cheesy 60s, 70s horror flick sort of feel to them. Very cool. So, like, it, it, and, and they're Grindhouse. Um, and then whatever the title is. So you'll have to be careful. But you can pick up like any two issues at random and get a story and walk away from it and it would be fine. Very cool. That's is, awesome. Is it like a different writer for each little yeah. run? Or oh is yeah, it different writer, different artist for each story arc. Sweet. So it's it's just showcasing like all these different people's works and it's like I said, it's really great because you get that that sort of interesting little. I don't know. It's 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 movies or like stories that you hate to love because they're so cheesy. Yeah. It's so, fun. It, yeah. it gets at like what comics used to be, which was this thing that you could you could grab any random one off of the rack at your local you know grocery store, and you'd be good. Like you you knew you were going to get a fun story out of that book. Absolutely, absolutely. This well, is the same way. I'm glad you picked that because my pick was Amazing Spider-Man um, 203, where it was these midgets that were combined these twin midgets that got powers and they're called fusion and they suck power out of the city and then at the end spider-man punches both of them really hard after he splits them it's like oh it's just two midgets <laughs> literally a line in the book just two midgets. oh oh it's just two midgets yep so i mean you probably picked a better one yeah i would say so too. <laughs> i think right. that was a lot better yeah. <laughs> very cool Awesome. That sounds good. I'm gonna and it's, a, and it's called Grindhouse. Yeah. It, it, well, it's Grindhouse, but the the main title of whatever the story arc is is what you'll see the oh, most. Oh, okay, cool. Grindhouse yeah. will be in small letters at the very top. It's like oh, the cool. anthology name, yeah. Correct. Cool. Sweet. Um, and like I said, it's a dark horse title, so you'll. Is it just... usually alphabetized under the G's? Yes. Awesome. You'll find it under Grindhouse. <laughs> cool. Very cool. Love it. Yep. Cool. Oh, you want to hear my fun story from Mile High Comics this week? Of course I do. So, my little... <laughs> Is it better than mine? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Randy's got a pretty interesting story, too, we should do. So, uh, my little brother had an interview. He's uh, He actually got the job of running a Sonic drive-thru over here. So Cool. Oh, nice. Good for him. My little brother needs stuff like that. Anyways, I he doesn't have a car, so I said I'd take him to the interview, which happened to be Shamrock Foods, which is a distribution company off of Pecos uh-huh. and I-70, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yep. And, right uh, over there. Yeah. Right, right by well, Mile High. just on fire like eight months ago. Yeah. That's hilarious. Right really? by Mile High. Yeah. Holy shit. So I went to Mile High, and I, I got this Harley Quinn shirt, but while I was there, too... It's a cool shirt. Thanks. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's uh, Bruce Tim. so... Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So I was there, and, you know, I'm always... The only issue I'm missing from the new 52 Batgirl is number one. 
It's the oh. only only issue I'm missing. And so I was at Mile High, and they had it in the thing, but it didn't have a price on it. I was uh-huh. like, oh, free. Hopefully, hopefully someone will give it to me for two ninety nine. Right. And I go you up there, think. and the lady says, oh, let me look this up. I was like, okay. And she comes up, she's like, it's 40 bucks. I'm like, I'm not going to pay 40 bucks you, no. for yeah. a book that I can get for $7 somewhere. Yeah. We have it for 10 So Exactly. So, so yeah, if you could pull that aside for me, and I'll come pick it up from you. <laughs> I could. I'm serious. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was like, no, I'm good. And she got really mad at me. Really? Well, of course, because yeah. you wasted her time. Uh. How dare you? But I did find a Batgirl wallet, so I was really excited. I mean, That's pretty good. Many times you see a Batgirl wallet, so yeah. Did so, you get it? Yeah. Cool. So, but it's funny though. Uh, the, I forgot to tell the part of the story. So she came. She's like, "It's forty bucks." I said, "It's forty bucks with that tear in the corner." <laughs> <laughs> right. And she said, "Well, that's what it says on the computer." I said, "Well, if it's near mint, um, sorry. Yeah, I'm not going to take it." Yeah. And then she tried to tell me it's twenty percent off. So I said, "So it's thirty-two. Right. I'm good. Still, it's again. Yeah. If it's got a tear in it, it that's what I mean. It yeah. should." If there's a tear in the corner, I would pay $5 for that book because to me that sounds like it's very good. At, at, yeah, maybe. Yeah, or good. Yeah. Probably good I mean, since it, it's it a depends 2011 book. It depends on the size book. of the tear. So, yeah. I mean, it's noticeable if you look at it through the plastic. So, Well, that's big enough. I mean, if you're talking like quarter inch, maybe eighth to a quarter of an inch, yeah, you're talking like a fine to a very good. Yep. So, yeah, that was my – I told her no and she was mad at me. Hmm. Again, you how dare you waste her time? I know. So apparently, somebody drove their car into the front of that building. Yeah, I saw yeah. That. Did you hear about that? I did. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, Randy was telling me about it. That's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, yeah, so it's sad. Yep. Yeah. And well, here's the thing: don't be going really fast at two in the clock in the morning in <laughs> an area where you don't know where it's at. Well, and it just uh, what what gets me the most is used to i used to work there so it's like well i know the place is lit up like oh yeah you know so i mean at 17 years old you hope that she wasn't drinking though i've not heard one thing one way or the other but yeah or you hope it wasn't the other thing where she was trying to hurt herself and succeeded right um so it's a sad thing yeah um, but hey, you know, sometimes Mount High Comics does good things. If you go there April 11th, they're doing a charity auction to, um, raise money to help her family pay for her funeral expenses. So cool. Yep. If you want to help people out, I'm going to try nice. and send some stuff to donate. So, I, you know, maybe it'll help. I don't know. I try. Yeah. You got to. Cool. So, uh, what do you want to start with this week, James? I think we should do stats next. Oh, cool. <laughs> this is the box office stats. So the number one movie is Home with fifty two million, which is actually pretty big. They weren't yeah. tracking it that much. I don't know. Here's the thing: is I'm not a big Jim Parsons fan, and when I hear him do voiceover work, his I'm voice irritates me. Yep. So I can't get into it. My dad loves A Big Bang Theory, and he always wants me to watch it. But it's one of those shows I cannot see myself watching. I don't. I've tried maybe four or five different episodes. I cannot get into. And see, that. the thing that James always says about me to about me is what I see when I see like, previews for it, mm-hmm. where it's people who are writing pretending to be geeks. Right. It's people not people who are that really geek, know. Like a Joss Whedon or something. Right. It's, it's, I, I had a, a pretty interesting, I wouldn't even call it argument, but just conversation with a guy from work uh, not too long ago who I, I generally respect as as somebody who, I, I, you know, He's he's a geek. He's been through a lot of the things that I think that that show is, is like he, he fits into that that demographic well um and loves that show and he's the first person that i really feel like 
like most of my geek friends when I talk about or when that show comes up, they have that same reaction where they're like, yeah, I don't get that show. Like it does not speak to me at all. Um, and I don't know that it's completely a bias that comes from the fact that like all of, all of your sort of like, you know, not non-traditional geeks, like the, the people who aren't really what you would call a traditional geek where they come to people and go like, Oh, you would love this show. And I'm like, why? Because it's supposed to be about me. Like the, it's not about me. Like, <laughs> right. can you understand that it, that's not me in the show? Right. Um, but we had this really interesting conversation and I, he made some good points. I was almost convinced that I should give that show another chance, but then we were also sitting there watching an episode, and I don't think I laughed at all. There were some <laughs> fart jokes in there, and I was like, what the fuck? No. Right. Like, what? This is not what I would know. This is not what I want. So, anyway, the movie we saw. It follows. Came in at number five with uh, $3.8 million, which is pretty good, considering it was only in like a 1,000 theaters. Um, and then I was pointing out the fact that it, its percent of change week over week is over a thousand percent. Cause it was going from like a hundred theaters to 1200 theaters. Well, here's the thing with that movie though is I'm actually impressed how much it did because yeah. it was supposed to come out on VOD and only in Alamos on right. the 13th. But because it, I think it's at 97% on Rotten Tomatoes because it's getting such great reviews. They decided to pull it for two weeks and do a a, a national release. Mm-hmm. And so they're banking on the fact that people on social media or wherever would say, hey, you should go see It Follows. And that sure. it did $3.8 million yeah. in 1,200 theaters, that's pretty good. I've told plenty of people they should go see that movie. And Me too. Like, I don't even like horror movies. so Just because it's, it's creepy. Yeah. It's, it's really well done. It's, it's one of my smart. favorite movies of the year. Yep. Probably that, me too. That and the guest. Has anyone seen the guest where the dude like shoots people? It's awesome. No, I haven't seen it. Wasn't that from last year? Uh, technically, because it was released in like five theaters. Oh, okay. But yeah, it didn't it come out on Blu-ray until this year, and that's the only way I could see it. So yep. I'm counting it as this year. Sounds good. I'm good. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's cool. That's awesome. Blu-rays, Blu-rays, but Blu-rays, DVD releases and Blu-rays. Nothing. (laughs) Uh, Foo Fighters Sonic Highways comes out this week, which is the TV show about... Oh, that's the one where they went to different sounds across the country, right? It's like a TV show sequel to uh, Sound City, um, which I really liked Sound City. So I haven't gotten a chance to check this out, but I I, Yeah, I I guess I'll probably watch it. Um, I want to see this one, too. Yeah, A Most Violent Year, which is the Jessica Chastain, Oscar Oscar Isaac movie that I actually really like. What is Oscar Isaac in that we're going to see? Um, you know, I don't think he's ever going to be in a movie again. <laughs> he's, he's in two. He actually, he's coming out in one that's the next Alamo recommends. That is true. That oh, okay, I could have made that joke instead yeah. of the just straight up avoiding Star Wars entirely. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's going to be in um, uh, Ex Machina, which looks awesome. I know. Like, it seems kind of like a horror movie, right? Yeah. This is the second time we've talked about it, and people have already listened to a trailer for it. So, yeah, I but that's see okay. It. it looks really good. I'm excited. Uh, there's also a Blu-ray release of Hooper with Burt Reynolds. You, oh you know, they're putting a bunch of Burt Reynolds Blu-rays out. Yeah. I, did he maybe die he, or something? No, I think he needs did we money. Miss <laughs> <laughs> More plastic yeah. surgery, maybe? <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. There, There's not much else. Oh, dude, you forgot Doris Day Essential Collections. Uh, the Brady Bunch Kid Rock. series, yeah. Yellowbird. What the <laughs> hell is that? Holy shit. Yellowbird with Seth Green and is Danny it? Glover. Is there any ninja, Ninjago? No. No. Um, MacGyver, the complete series. I think even... <gasps> Frasier, the complete series. Even if I scroll what? all the way down, I don't think I'm going to find, like, a nudity or, like, mm-hmm. 
Here's some drunk chicks with that. Everything Ernest, three movie collection on DVD. Boom. There is gold this week, gentlemen. <laughs> Give that to Brad. Not. The Dragons of Camelot. I used to love any anything dragons that ever ended up on the sci-fi channel, I always wanted to watch. <laughs> Which that's exactly what that looks like. Yep. Yep. That's that's all, folks. Yep, that's Sorry. it. So you, you want to know what happened since the last time I was here? Yes, desperately. I bought my first Blu-ray. Ooh. Yeah. What'd you buy? Uh, which it was the it was either Dawn or Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Nice. Oh, okay, it was actually cheaper to buy the Blu-ray DVD digital combo than it was to buy the DVD. Yeah, wow. It was like four dollars. I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, if you if you pay attention enough, if you check out sales, especially if you go to Amazon, they have like three dollar Blu-rays all the time. That's how I get some. Like I got the Blues Brothers on Blu-ray for like three seventy-five. Oh wow! So cool. You know, yeah. Know. See, and I, I mean. Now all I have to do is get a better TV and a Blu-ray player and you know all the fancy stuff that goes with that. But I got the Blu-ray. Slowly start converting your entire collection. I've, now I've got 350 VHS tapes to convert to DVD, so I can convert all of those into Blu-ray. Yeah, skip right? DVD altogether. Uh, just, yeah, just yeah. I yeah. don't know that that would work. Yep, man. I want to get pictures of your VHS collection. I think it sounds yeah, like I have it on my it. Facebook. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah? Facebook. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah? I'm going to have to go find that. Yep. It's a, That's cool. It, the wall is roughly the same width as what he's got here for Blu-rays and DVDs. Right. But yeah. but one-third as many videos as would fit in that wall in DVDs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Very really, cool. Where else are you going to get, like, the original... Star Wars four, five, and six. You know, um, I think there Disney is, is actually going to release that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there was a DVD release of them, and then there's a hopefully going to be a Blu-ray. Release. Yeah, there's a big rumor going around that Disney. Uh, when's D twenty three? Just you're I think, the Disney guy. Uh, either right before, or right after E three, uh, San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, because Marvel's not going to be at Marvel Entertainment's not going to yeah. be at San Diego Comic Con right. yeah. because D twenty three thinks every three years, or every two years, or something like that. So. They're just going to show it there, and uh, there's a big rumor going around at D23. They're going to announce the original theatrical versions of Star Wars on Blu-ray. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. awesome! They should include the Leonard Maltin interview that was on the VHS tapes from the '90s. I love Leonard oh, Maltin. Oh man, those are pretty so awesome. Good. Yeah, he. Yeah, I just love his knowledge. I have um, these Walt Disney treasures, which are in the tins, <laughs> held together by Scorpion and Sub Zero. Um, <laughs> and in them, he introduces a lot of the cartoons, and he's just really knowledgeable and. It's fun when anytime there's a cartoon that's questionable on these sets, they have a lot of their cartoons and then special features called from the vault right. from the, from the vault is going to be stuff that is really politically incorrect. And for yeah. every episode, oh, Leonard, sure. Leonard Malton will always come on and say, Hey, they didn't know what they're, you know, back then it was okay to make Indian they, savage dogs. And they didn't understand right. that black people were people too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause I mean, I even have Looney Tunes golden collection and they don't mention that at all before those cartoons happen on it they they just say this is for an adult collector uh, um, but in this the disney one uh, well obviously leonard malton's a disney employee but you know he comes out and he says what it is and why they did it and it's it's really interesting and that's why i really like him yeah i yeah. think i think he's a, and he's like he's like your uncle who likes movies you know what i mean like right, he, right. he just has that voice and you say yeah i agree with you mr malton mm-hmm. I, I love his podcast do you guys listen to that at all i know malton on movies oh i should listen you to that should. one yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I've always liked him because he never seemed like overly pretentious. Right. Um, he's kind of like uh, oh shoot, who's the guy who does Inside the Actor Studio? Um, James, uh, 
Lipton? Lipton. Yeah, Lipton. Um, both of the, like, they'll, they'll both, like, make references every now and then the show where you're like, wait, did you just talk about Pootie Tang? Like, you can't, <laughs> you're not allowed to make jokes about Pootie Tang. Well, you're a professional <laughs> critic. James Lipton what? kills me because one of I, I the Tom Cruise and the Robert Downey Jr. inside the actor studios are so oh, good. Oh, so good. And the Tom Cruise one is funny because, you know, my first exposure to James Lipton was actually Saturday Night Live and Will Ferrell. And I was like, man, yeah. it's funny, but he's exactly like that. Well, he'll, there's this one part where he's talking to Tom Cruise and, um, Mr. Cruise's dad uh, left you, him. You can just call him Tom. Oh yeah. Tom, yeah. Tom's dad left him when he was young and he lost contact with him, stopped talking to him for 15 years. And then he found out he was dying. So then Mr. Cruise went and like saw his dad and, and so, he, you know, James Lipton's asking these great questions and you can see Tom Cruise's thinking about it and you know giving really thoughtful answers and then he says now let's talk days of thunder whoa <laughs> that's like a total 360 it just came out of nowhere i mean 180 because 360 just be we'll right back to where you right started where you... that's a that's a last action hero I joke i was gonna say <laughs> you moron i think he does a few 360s though in days of thunder <laughs> he probably does go cool, on do next james uh news cool it's real news. What you got? The next Wolverine is going to be the last Wolverine for Hugh Jackman. Hopefully, they do yeah. Old Man Logan. That'd be sweet. Would you want to see somebody else do? No oh, shit. Yeah, if they go oh. cast like, who would you cast as Old Man Logan? Uh, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he's I'm just not quite old enough yet. Yeah, but you can age but him. It you can wait a little much. while. Yeah. 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 Well, no, because I think they start shooting that almost soon. Yeah. Because I think they're doing, as soon as he's done with Apocalypse, I think he's doing the next Wolverine. Oh, no, they're shooting it now. That's where it came from, was he's, he's like, on set doing, like, um, like pre-production kind of stuff. Oh, he's done with Apocalypse and he's already doing? Yeah. Yeah, I think they're working on it now. And so he... He had, I, I think all it is is like some kind of costume fitting or something because he's got, he ch- took a photo of his fists and one of them has the claws on it and he said one last time and that's where this whole thing started. Um, and then the director of Wolverine 2 like verified like, yeah, Wolverine 2 is going to be the last time Hugh Jackman plays Wolverine. You know, um, Hugh Jackman is one of my most favorite celebrities I, I, to follow on Twitter. Oh, yeah? Because he always puts goofy pictures of himself up and... Oh, uh, neat. Because uh, right now he's shooting a or he shot a ski jumping guy movie like eddie the eagle i think's the name of it huh. and he's <laughs> okay. always like uh, so he put a video up of him saying i'm out for my morning jog and it's like 10 seconds of him running across the snowbank and into a, a cabin that has a bunch of breakfast and he turns like his cell phone to him and says for brunch and then that's that's the whole video <laughs> and he's just one of those guys who seems really cool yeah right you know and someone who's embraced being you know, Wolverine before him, a lot of people didn't want that to be, you know, who they who they're defined by. But, you know, now he's said, man, I'm Wolverine. Yeah. It's awesome. And yeah. he carries a franchise. Yeah, and that's the problem. Well. Like mm-hmm. oh, without him, him, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. I know. Remember, you know? it's supposed to be Dougie Scott. So <sighs> Scott Speedman, go get Scott Speedman. <laughs> Please don't. What's Scott Speedman <laughs> doing? Huh? Um, I don't know. He died in Underworld three and I don't care about him. Did he or, he? or the second one? Did he die in the second? Which one did he die in? I don't think he died. No, in he died second. in the fourth one. No, because she's pregnant at the end of the second one. Well, no, he no in the fourth he one he died because one? no, they used like some weird CGI. Oh, that's right. Thing, and he remember he got blown up. Oh gosh, that was horrible. Like they couldn't even get real Scott Speedman back. They they spent probably more more money than Scott Pe- Scott Speedman would cost on the CGI. 
I like, mean, and what was Scott Speedman doing? I don't know. Like, he can't shoot for three days? Because, I mean, actually, I like the rest of the Underworld 4 movie because it has some really sweet, like, fights in it. Yeah, that movie's weird. You know, could have used some Scott Speedman. It's better than three. Probably better than two, honestly. Mm, I don't I don't know, I'll have to watch them again. Yeah. Two was not the best one. How did we get on the Scott Speedman? I don't know. You're the one who brought him up. <laughs> he was just a good joke for who I don't want to play Wolverine next. <laughs> um, I mean, it makes it hard for them to, like, he's a he's a good piece of momentum to keep that whole franchise moving. Um, I think it's going to make it a little bit hard for them to continue to make Wolverine, or like, X-Men movies without having that character. Oh, yeah. Or you recast him, but I don't I mean, want that either. you have either. to recast him, but, I mean, that's tough shoes to fill. Yeah. Well, yeah. Who else is going to play him? I mean, we've gotten used to him in, God, what, seven movies? Eight movies now? Yeah. So, another movie that they're making a sequel to that, you know, without without its main actor, would you just, you couldn't fill those shoes. Uh, Machete Kills, again, in space, yeah. is going to film sometime later this year. Is anybody excited? Uh, no. I think it's interesting that it's in space. But, like, <laughs> I think I said for Machete Kills, again... Or whatever it was, Machete Bro. Kills. What was it called? Machete. I think it was called Machete Kills again. Or Machete Kills, whatever it was. Yeah. You could tell, like, Danny Trejo was too tired or something throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And the thing is, is if you're going to make a movie like that, you have to go all in. You can't... Right. Uh, like the movie tonight. If you're going to make a movie, you right. have you can't put your toe in the water. And, exp- and that's why we always talk about Hansel and Gretel. The region Hansel yeah. and Gretel works is because they embrace what it is, a stupid fucking movie. Right. Yep. You know, and that's where Machete Kills messes it, misses the point. Uh, Mel Gibson is great in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he's only in it for 10 minutes. So the rest of the time you're going, oh, this is painful. <laughs> it feels like it feels like they think that the premise of, hey, we're going to take it into space this time is enough to justify the film, which is not true. Like you, you've got to have enough good gags and like crazy shit in there to actually make the thing entertaining for an hour and a half. And just saying this time it's in space and his machete is going to be a laser machete. Like those, that those jokes will not last very long. Right. Like 20 minutes in, I'm going to be staring at the screen with my eyes bleeding. Just like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) like, please. Because that was one of the more excruciating experiences that we've had. Like during the making of this show was seeing that movie. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Dude, like, that's a great poster for Poltergeist to change his That is a really, that's a really good, man. That's that, a creepy clown. That new trailer for Poltergeist is really cool. Oh my and God, it's so awesome. I don't know why I'm getting so excited for horror movies. I don't know what's happening to me. <laughs> I, I don't know either because you're not supposed to like that. I'm not supposed to, yeah. I also want to point out that my mom Randy is me. drinking a two liter thing of RC Cola that I have never seen. It's pretty dope. It's the most RC Cola I've seen since I was in Tennessee. It's really cool. Oh, really? Where did you get that RC Cola? Walmart, 88 cents a two liter. Oh, man. I got like nine at home right now. <laughs> Easter's coming, man. I got so so. Dan went and bought a glass bottle and then like one of those giant those giant cans of Mountain Dew mm-hmm. and put it in the fridge and was like, "These are for you." Saturday night at midnight, we're gonna <laughs> pop this thing open. You're gonna have some Mountain Dew. I was like, oh. <laughs> can, you, "Can you already taste it?" Oh, I I'm getting excited. I'm really I was really tired on my way over here because we're doing this so late. And I was like, "Oh man, I could I would just so go for some caffeine right now." <laughs> and every Starbucks closes at nine o'clock at night. Like you can't you can't get caffeine unless you stop at a grocery uh, like a, a convenience store and get a soda. Yep. So hopefully I'll make it home okay. Or you just ignore Lend. No, no, that's not an option. <laughs> no, um, it is. <laughs> we all have choices. Maybe not sir. the preferred option, but it's an option. <laughs> uh, things we may continue to avoid, um, or ignore, I should say. Deadpool is going to be R. Hey, Randy, do you care about Deadpool? No. Okay. 
I'm going to keep asking that question until somebody says something other than no. It seems like it'd be fun. Uh, it might be. Yeah. I don't know. If I, they have the, the right amount of tongue and cheek, I think it could be. Yeah. I mean, the fact, I that, it's the right all, actor. The fact that it's oh, R yeah, does well, mean there's a better Ryan chance. Reynolds is awesome at what he does, but... Yeah. We'll see. Um, I'm certainly more excited about that than Plato the movie. They're making a movie about Plato. Uh, it's got Paul Feig tied to it, which that part's actually kind of interesting. Like Play-Doh? Yeah, like Play-Doh. Like the kids' Play-Doh? Yeah, like Play-Doh. Not Play-Doh, like, you know. No, no, not, no, 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 not an interesting movie about, like, Plato and, like, Socrates. But, but Play-Doh. Yeah, like okay. play Doe. Like, Doe. Like Mr. Bill Play-Doh. Yeah, like, like P-L-A-Y. Years ago. Why would see a Mr. Bill movie? D-O-H. See, why not, why not just do that? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know... I laughed at the idea of a Lego movie, so I'm going to try not to laugh at the idea of a Play-Doh movie, but I feel like this has even fewer legs to stand on. But uh, we'll see. You know, maybe it's maybe it's going to be awesome. But there's some actually awesome news this week. That was all just the garbagey fodder stuff that nobody cares about. Um, there's some TV shows coming back, guys. Maybe. Uh, the big one and the one that seems the most plausible to me is The Muppet Show. Yeah, ABC is looking at, at. I heard they shot it already, and they're looking to see if they're going to do an order. I think they're. Good. I don't know if they've shot it yet. I think they. I think they're about to shoot it, but one way or the other, like I think they're they are producing a single episode to test it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really interested in that. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. It's a good idea. Um, if they were able to do like a, a an actual variety show, get some celebrities on there, I would tune in for that, for sure. Um, that would be really cool. Um. The uh, David Cross and Bob Odenkirk and a whole bunch of other people from Mr. Show are also teaming to teaming up to make it. another sketch show. It's like um, Bob and David show or something. I forget what it's called. It's yeah. really goofy. But that Mr. Show is the goofiest sketch show you'll ever see. And, it'll be, and it, it's bizarre, but it's really funny. Yeah. I, I can't describe it. It's too weird. This is one of those where it's too bad that, that Brad's not here. But uh yeah, I mean, it sounds like they're basically trying to remake Mr. Show again. And I'm all for that. Um, and then the very last thing is that there's a rumor going around that that um, CBS might make another Star Trek show. What? Really? Um, yeah, it's been like it's been floated for a few years now. Um, there's a, a lot of politics involved in it because with yeah, the feature rights are split up from the television rights right now, so you can't tie the two together at all. Um, but it would be really cool if they found a way to do that somehow. Um, I mean, that's always where Star Trek has actually been its best, as far as I'm concerned. Because, um, you know, it should be a show like an X-Files, where every episode is just a, a, a some crazy cool sci-fi idea where we're following some characters that we love. Um, I think it it's popular enough now... And especially with how many other genre shows there are and how many like how popular Supernatural and these other shows are, I think you could pull this off. Um but uh you gotta do it really carefully. And I don't yeah, I mean I'm excited by the idea. But have you Randy, are you a big Star Trek guy? Not not a big one. Like yeah. I love the movies and I love uh Shatner's what, seventy something, seventy two, yeah. seventy six, whatever the hell that was. Yeah. Like I love those. Right. Wasn't really into any of the offshoots. Oh, okay. And I tried. I really did. And I know you guys, like, love the hell out uh, of them. You but... guys. 
Not Brad, Ryan. Brad and James. Well, <laughs> I like I like the movies. I don't. Yeah, I'm not even a fan of the shows. Like yeah. I like the movies. I, I, I like the. But again, the the William Shatner ones. They were just cheesy, so yeah. it was funny to watch. Yeah. But the movies I loved. I I have again on VHS. I have the whole set, which is awesome because if you put all of them together, the sides of the boxes make one big picture. It's <laughs> for a dollar a piece you can't go wrong that's cool or you can get yeah. like a really sweet set like i have up there and uh, it comes well, with a bunch of different special features like you can listen to you know film historians do commentaries on them and yeah yeah and the picture's really good yeah, yeah but but <laughs> can you take it out of the vcr and every once in a while have to tighten it by hand to get you know, the play right i huh? i can't huh? you do uh-huh. have that, you do have that over me there you go wait that was the bad part sorry <laughs> <laughs> i kind of hope that like VHS tapes go the way of records where the hipsters are going to like take it back again and be like, no, I only watch film the way it was meant to be seen on magnetic tape. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, there's nothing better than putting one in and being able to fast forward through all that FBI piracy crap that you can't do on DVDs (laughs) where it's like, oh, this action doesn't occur right now. You're like, fine. VCR, you're like, play. There you go. Done. Every time, every time I wa- I put in a, bl- a Disney Blu-ray, every time I'm always pleasantly surprised because <laughs> their Blu-rays are so good. I watched, well, spoilers, I watched uh, Emperor's New Groove this week and when I put it in, I was like, oh shit, yeah, like, because it pops up that little bar. It's not just like, hey, do you want to skip all these trailers and garbage? No, right. it's like, do you want to just start the movie? Do you oh, want to go to yeah, the menu? Yeah, that's called Disney Fast Play. Oh, Dude, it's awesome. so, so that's good. That's why Disney makes the best Blu-rays because... That feature is really for children because how many kids want to sit through the 13 minutes of tra- trailers? You totally. Know? So you just hit Disney Fast Play and it goes care. right to the movie. Yeah. And that's because mm. – and if you're a big Disney fan, they put great special features on uh-huh. Hey, also came with Kronk's New Groove. I know. I got to get that Blu-ray. I've never seen it. Every time I, I'm at Tradesmart and it's only 15 bucks, I'm like, I should really oh, get that. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so I good. I should get that. Yeah. Um, anyway. I hope, they, I, hope they, I hope they try. I don't have a lot of faith that they'll do a great job because I'll be honest that – I've watched a lot of genre television over the last five or six years, right. and I think it's like eighty percent garbage. Um, even even some of the stuff that I think is interesting, it just falls so short. Like Powers is a good example where I watch it and I'm like, this this should be so much better, and yet the like just the production value is not there. Shows like that always disappoint me. Um, genre stuff like that is not easy to get right the first time. So, but fingers crossed. I hope they try. What, Ryan, what have you been watching? So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Oh, man. Um, I watched a few things this week. Um, the first thing I watched is they had, um, on Sunday they had a documentary on HBO called Going Deep, which is, yeah, it, it, <laughs> it explores Scientology. Okay. And it's oh. a... And it's about a guy who wrote a book about Scientology and how he got all his information is a lot of people like defected from Scientology because of how they, what they did. And it's, it's a really, it's a really fascinating documentary. It's, it definitely got like a lot of play. I was reading that it's like HBO's highest rated documentary ever. Wow. And I, I, I was watching it and it's just, I don't I don't know. Like it, it's fascinating, um, the power this church—you <laughs> can't see on the podcast—church has. Right. Um, it very, very loosely 
church. And yeah, because they even try to because exp- they have Peter Haggis on there, who is a director, mm-hmm. um, and he's been a he was a Scientologist for thirty five years, and he is interesting because he started off he's saying you know I was in Canada and I didn't have any direction and I came to you know the United States I wanted to make movies and nowhere to go and all of a sudden I met this guy and this is in the early stages of Scientology right and they said hey you know come with us and hold these two metal whatever uh, tin cans yeah. and tell us your life story and you know we'll you know we'll tell you what you were in a past life and all this weird stuff and um and it's just fascinating watching it because you know they they try to do this. They'd spend about 30, 40 minutes. It's a two hour long documentary with John Travolta and Tom Cruise, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, and you watch these people talk and these people that have defected from it and you don't understand why people believe it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're watching it's like, why do people believe this? Why do people believe this? And then they start delving into what they call an auditor. And the auditor is a guy like we're sitting here on a computer. I'm like, well, do you had a fight with your wife? Tell us about it. And what they do is they keep records of everything you've said. Mm-hmm. And wow. so a lot of them, like the, the guy who runs it now, I forget his name, Massagrove, something like that. He's a little weasel guy. Um, his all his like deputies, his right hand people, like broke free from the church hmm. because. It, and but then they would have people under surveillance, and what they would do is they would take this information about you and they would put it on the internet, and that's how like tabloids get some of their stuff. <laughs> is because they would sell it to the tabloids and say, "Hey, so and so is this, and so and so is that," and so they use it, and so people are afraid to leave because they hold well, all this stuff over you. Hmm. And which is crazy. Yeah. Why put yourself in that position? But. And um, Paul Haggis, why he left is as one or two of his daughters came out as gay and they told him because it's not, they don't believe in people being gay sure. that they said, you have to disconnect from them. And when you disconnect from somebody in the Scientology world is you cut them out completely. Oh, like wow. you're not allowed to see him. You're not allowed to talk to him and they're done. And, and he's like, wait a minute, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> and, <laughs> it took that. And then you have to pay to get to these different levels uh, to get to OT, which I don't even remember what oh, it's called. Because yeah. it was so yeah. much like bullshit. You know, and not that the documentary is boring, but you, you hear the stuff about the religion. Like, this is such bullshit. You kind of lose focus in it. Does that make sense? Right. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense at all. Yeah. Like, re- I don't, there's like seven levels. And it was really fascinating because when they got to Tom Cruise... They're talking, and the interesting thing about the Tom Cruise part is, is they don't have any footage of him after like 2005, 2006, you know, right at the time when people start saying, oh, he's jumping on the couch and blah, blah, right. blah, blah, um, because what they do is they like stroke your ego and say, oh, this is that. And they gave him like this huge honor of being like the ambassador of Scientology around the world. And <laughs> so he started doing it. And then they said he's, they set him up with a a girlfriend and um, obviously Tom Cruise didn't get interviewed for this because he's not going to. And oh, of course not. And then the only thing they had is like, they had this little thing that says Tom Cruise's lawyers deny this. And um, <laughs> of course they would, but you know, that's my problem too. The documentary is really, really only portraying one side right? where, right. I mean, it's really fascinating, but they would talk about how they would beat people and oh they would put people underneath uh, air conditioner that one of his right hand guys who like broke free from the church and they'd pour cold water on him and turn the air conditioner up all the way. What? And yeah, and told him you can't leave is really bizarre. So it's really a cult. It's, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. And it, I mean, the, it's interesting. So if you wow. uh, if you have HBO Go or something, I think, I think you can watch it on there now. Uh, it's a cool. really interesting documentary. But again, I kind of zoned out because I'm like, I, I don't know how people would believe this shit. At a, right. At a certain point, it's just like so much stuff you don't understand. And you're like, yeah. I can't even follow. Because like, when they're talking, how does anybody believe it? If we're I talking can't about when you it. get to a level, you have to meet 
Xanu, who's this like yeah, Xanu. big powerful being from the people that were dropped into volcanoes right from oh dc8 that, yeah. that came from it just going what and it's interesting because paul haggis he said once you he, lose all your body thetans because, yeah because he got to the <laughs> highest level right you know and, a lot about this james <laughs> i do <laughs> and, and, and paul haggis is he said you he said when you reach this level and they give us you and you read this and you're all saying like this is fucking bullshit right and then it's it's kind of interesting because he says you can't believe how stupid you are and right. you can't believe this and um, and yeah, I mean, they told him to, you know, disconnect from his daughters and stuff because they're gay. Fuck you. I'd tell him to yeah, well, fuck yeah. you too. So it's a really interesting, um, show. Uh, I also watched a few episodes of masters of sex. Um, I actually oh, got it. Yeah. I got it for my wife for anniversary cause my wife loves sex and, um, <laughs> as an, as an educator yeah. as well. Right. And, <laughs> and she loves, you know, science and stuff. And so I was like, you know, this show sounds like something my wife would really like. Uh-huh. So, I think I said that back when I saw it. Yeah. I remember you saying that. So I, I got it for her and we watched the first I think three episodes and it's pretty good. I mean, it's, yeah, it's what it is. And I, I had fun watching it and you know, Lizzie Kaplan's naked. I'll take that any day of the week. Yeah, um, I, I I'll be interested to see how I fell off somewhere near the end of that first season, um, but it, not 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 ever because it was bad, just because it, it was one of those things where I it just, just get too much to stuff. Me. Yeah, I mean if you get too much stuff too to watch, yeah, you know you kind of. Um, but I, I enjoyed. It. I think the performances are really good. It's shot really well. Yeah, it has a. It's just it's, it's a well done show. So I, I mean I'll keep on watching it. Um, I also got this horror movie called Late Phases. Is, late phases yeah it's weird like so the, the movie yeah the movie's actually called late phases and then the blu-ray release of it added on night of the lone wolf what <laughs> and i was like that's a stupid title and <laughs> we okay it's, it's, it's like the edge of tomorrow where they added right. live die or live die repeat oh, yeah God. because when you watch the blu-ray and I, the only reason i got it it was like six bucks and i mean it's pretty new but on blu-ray.com it says it has really sweet practical effects i'm like oh whatever it's six cool. bucks Right, and so I got it, and even when you watch the credits, it just says late phases. So I mean, it doesn't even have the whole title in it. Huh. So obviously they shot it, but in it, it deals with a blind war vet who moves into a retirement community, and the first night he's there, a werewolf attacks and kills his neighbor, yeah. and kills his seeing eye dog, <laughs> and so oh, so he gets like pissed. <laughs> and you killed my this dog. Is the, the John Wick of retirement oh, yeah. homes. Yeah. But so he but he can't see so he doesn't know that it's a werewolf until he starts putting pieces together about this monster that only shows up once a month and blah 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 blah. So the rest of the time is him as a blind person, you know, getting his house ready to, you know, attack the werewolves. So Night of the Lone Wolf is the blind guy. No. Yeah. So so that makes more sense. Yeah, um that's a better title. So, so yeah, so the the movie's actually pretty good for a little Canadian horror film that, you know, I didn't even hear of. Is it like, yeah. is it recent? Yeah. I mean, I think it came out two weeks ago. Oh, oh wow. On Blu-ray. I don't know if it was released in theaters or not. Um, but it's like in the last five years that it was made. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, okay. I mean, it came, made, it was made last year, but yeah, the, the werewolf transformation is completely practical and the dude's like ripping his skin off and stuff. And oh, nice. It's pretty sweet. Um, the werewolves look a little different. I mean, it's fine, but what is really cool about it is, um, it, they made it different. Is you you find out who the werewolf guy is? I don't know about halfway through when he's getting ready, and then when the full moon comes, he goes around the senior citizens community and starts biting people. So he has like an army of werewolves to attack this guy. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's pretty fun, and Tom Noonan plays a priest in it. So you know, there's always that. So yeah, I mean, I'd recommend if you like werewolf movies, and it's actually a lot better than I thought it would be. Cool. So, and it's no, really no. violent. 
oh, and gory. Like and that? yeah, it's fun. Uh, <laughs> I also got around to watching Lethal Weapon Four, which is actually a pretty cool movie. I love yeah, Lethal it, Weapon Four. Yeah, uh, it's still funny. I still think you know they're fun characters. I would I would watch a Lethal Weapon Five if I could see Riggs go at it again. Oh, oh man. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's funny bits in it with Chris Rock and. Joe Pesci when they're talking butters, about butters. <laughs> I, I genuinely love the, the the froggy speech. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Like it, it's so dumb, and like that character's so stupid sometimes. But like, it's a really kind of heartwarming little story. Okay. And, like okay, what okay, he's okay, really okay. saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but, but I mean, what I love about Lethal Weapons too is the end is always like raining like hard. Yeah. Always. And, and there's a graveyard. Yeah. And this one, you know, they're fighting on a dock and he's like Bruce. Oh yeah. I mean, Bruce, uh, you know, yeah, Bruce Me- Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Mel Gibson is, you know, fighting with Jet Li and yeah. right. Which is awesome. And I mean, there's even that scene where they're running through Chinatown, which is awesome. That was pretty and, badass. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, I had a lot of fun watching the movie. No, it was great. I'm yeah. Like, the only thing about that movie that I feel like doesn't hold up as well, or like, is just kind of annoying is like how many times Chris Rock makes some weird race joke or like race, like, like he's really pissed well, off. Well, that was the time when that's what he was. You no, know? I know. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's the thing that like just doesn't hold, yeah. yeah like i watch it now and i'm like oh god like why are you so anno- annoying like I, I get it i get it i get it racism is bad like I, I know like it's literally the story of this movie is racism is bad like stop saying it um yeah yeah but it's fun and yeah so in i, I mean i don't know why they had a shark on their boat but it's still cool <laughs> that's a great scene yeah oh yeah it's, oh. it's still cool because it starts that way yeah where they just have a shark on the deck yeah. like oh we accidentally caught this oh what a great movie <laughs> yeah. man uh and the last thing i watched was uh the dark knight returns the deluxe uh, Ooh. cartoon movie yeah and <laughs> it's my problem i have with the dark knight returns the, uh-huh. the comic is frank miller because I oh, it's so blatant to me when Frank Miller's writing. Um, I, I said this in the Sin City: A Dame to Kill For podcast. I know when it's his lines of dialogue, and I don't think he's a great writer, and I don't think his art is that good. And I know I'm in the minority. I mean, the story is interesting. I think it's interesting that Batman retires, and um, is you know he has to come back. And I love right. the idea that the Joker is in comatose until he finds out Batman's back and then he, you know, turns into the Joker again. Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I miss the noir part of, from the, uh, the comics where there's narration constantly. Um, but again, I, I have a problem when artists and stuff, you know, jab America, but the only reason they can say stuff like that is because they're in America. I always have problems with that. I always have problems seeing both sides of it because because to me i'm not saying america doesn't have you know issues but when you sit there and make a commentary about america in a comic book the irony of it is the only reason you can say stuff like that is because you're in america right so and i always say go live in a different country if you you know (laughs) where they censor you and things like that but anyways back to the real story uh the animation is great in it i think it's really well produced um how'd you like uh michael emerson's I, I wasn't. I wasn't a big fan. I don't. I because here's the thing: is I don't like. They made that Joker really effeminate and kind of. Yeah, he he kind of reads that way in the book too. Yeah, he does, and you know, it, they even mention it in uh, the documentary about Frank Miller, where he says that he 
that the Joker loves Batman. And so he has this, you know, he says, my darling. And, and I don't think it's actually Mike, Michael Emerson's fault. I think it's just the way that the part's written. Yeah, sure. Um, and, you know, I, I, I like the Harvey Dent story a lot. Uh, I wasn't a big, I didn't like the mutant story again. I never, it, it, I've never liked the mutant even story. when I read the, the book, I always like really skim through that part really fast. Yeah. Um, I basically want to jump to the second half. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, there's some terrifying parts, you know, when the Joker's running through the tunnel of love and just mowing people down and I think is really indicative of his character and, you know, him, you know, breaking his own neck is really great. And, you know, that part's really, really powerful. But then then all these people are trying to shoot Batman. They can't shoot him. That was driving me crazy throughout the whole (laughs) movie is like they all have machine guns and they're all trying to shoot Batman, but he's too fast and he dodges them. But he's supposed to be old and slow, right? Um, Which I mean, that's that also happens in the Bruce Tim show, but it's a little bit different because, like you said, he's he's supposed to be old here. It's but the thing is something too, about the is, way it's written. Yeah, it's not like like that that Batman series is a like kids fun comic booky Batman series, and this one is supposed to be like here's your gritty realistic like. Well, that's the I thing. mean when your Batman's gonna die of a heart attack, mm-hmm. you you know he's he shouldn't magically have like villains that can't shoot straight. Well, that's the thing is I mean that's where the 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 inconsistencies really got to me. I actually just thought of it in that scene because the Joker's running through and just shooting people, no issues. Right, but you have ten, fifteen cops who have submachine guns and can't shoot Batman, who's right in front of him, where he's just like yeah. diving away. <laughs> so I have problems with that. Um, I do like the Superman fight in it. I yep. But then too, that's the thing is the thing that always drives me with Frank Miller is so the Joker is the bad guy and he's running through and shooting I don't know ten, fifteen people in the tunnel of love, but Superman is killing thousands of people in the water he's you know busting up ships and killing all these people yeah and i'm not a big superman fan but it's just a it's not who he is and it's just my thing with freaking frank miller is i can never get past it and i mean the movie's well done and there's some really entertaining parts in it um but i think people always think it's blasphemous that you know i don't i don't i'm not the biggest fan of the dark knight returns right and and when you listen to someone like kevin smith who talks about it like it's the second coming you're like not really um i don't get it I don't understand it. It, it's a thing that I I like appreciate from a historical standpoint, um, because of what it meant, like what 1986 meant for comics, more than, more than I love the book itself. And it could be too that I'm just a huge um, Marvel guy. I mean, that could be a problem too because I'm I'm not a big oh, fan of the Watchmen either. I think the Watchmen's better. But, you know, reading the comic, I'm like, oh, man, nine more panels of nothing but dialogue. <laughs> and then, too, I can't separate yeah, it's how much really, of, it's how much really of, smart dialogue, how much of a douche Alan Moore is. <laughs> and, and then um, they have a documentary about Frank Miller on the deluxe edition only. And all it talks about how brilliant he is and how great he is. And then I see it as oh, I'm like, He's not that good. No. Yeah. I don't know. He, he just hit the right nerve. I think he just came at the right time. And yeah. He hit the right nerve. Um, and oh, I, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to get hate mail about it, but. I just can't get into it. I mean, yeah. the, Peter Weller is, I bought him as an old Batman. Um, but I still, I still miss Kevin Conroy. Um, I miss, I miss the Mark Hamill Joker. Yeah. Because Mark Hamill was a little more cartoony, but there's something sinister behind him where the, the Joker in the Dark Knight Returns, he's evil, but there's not, 
I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense at all. No, it it, it absolutely does. I I think that the the argument's going to be that without without the Dark Knight Returns, you would never get the Batman animated series. Like like that that was such a watershed moment, um, which I would agree with again historically. But the Batman I like is the Batman animated series, like or the modern comic book Batman, who's who's not. Yeah, I mean it's it's the Frank Miller thing. It's so yeah, I don't, I can't get past it. I really can't. Yeah. You know, when he did Batman and Robin, the Boy Wonder comic, I hated it, and I, I, you know, I always put it in my hold slot, and I read it until they got to issue A, and they didn't finish it, obviously because it's Jim Lee and Frank Miller. Right. But you know, <laughs> and it, it's funny. I was going through my comics, and I still had a whole stack of them. I had like the variants and the recalled edition, oh, and good I went Lord. and I went to my store and it's like Andrew will you buy these from me I don't want them anymore <laughs> he says oh man you have the recall and you have this variant he's like yeah man I'll give you like 80 bucks for them I'm like cool sold <laughs> let me get three Spider-Mans I don't have yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah I just could never connect with it and the the movie's really well done I'm not saying it's not well done I just right. think it's a Frank Miller thing yeah and I don't know if the noir nor, um, narration would have helped I mean it didn't help Blade Runner so I don't know if it could help um, well, it wasn't written into Blade Runner. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I still actually like the theatrical version of Blade Runner, but whatever. Um, <laughs> you heretic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think there's a version of Blade Runner I don't like. Okay, all right, that's fair. Th- that sounds that's better. Fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just could never get into it. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a great there's a great uh, documentary about Bob Kane on it, and there's a great one yeah, about I'll the Joker that. on cool. it. Um, I've I've watched them both once. Like I own them both. I I haven't watched them a second. It is time. interesting. I, I think it is a better experience if you can watch them seamlessly. Um, yeah, probably. So did I, you did you get like that combined set? Yeah, cool. Yeah, so I got the. Com- I, it's one of those ones at Trademark that I needed to get another used one so I could you know get one for a dollar. dollar right. Yeah. And I was like, whatever. I'll just get Batman. <laughs> yeah. and, and I usually like DC Universe Batman animated right. films. I mean, it is it's really well made. Yeah. But when you compare it to um, even the recent Suicide Squad, yeah, I think one. it's not even as good as the Suicide Squad. Yeah, it's it, yeah. and or, or you know the Return of the Joker, Batman Beyond, or Mask of the Phantasm, or oh man, any of the other Batman animated movies. All of those are great. I know. All of those are awesome things, man. So yeah, that, that's what I watched this week. I cool. Wished I liked animated movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I mean, um, Randy, what have you watched recently? Oh God! You should get um, Spectacular Spider-Man if you want to watch animated stuff. Because that does characters right. I agree. I agree. Except um, for Craven the Hunter. Oh God. <laughs> um. So I had a whole bunch. So a buddy of mine decided that he was going to pack up and move his family to not Pittsburgh, maybe something up in that way. <laughs> um. And so he had this huge garage sale, and in that huge garage sale were several stacks of DVDs. So I went and bought like. 30 dvds for like four dollars from wow so a lot of these are going to be really cheesy like weird stuff sure it's going to be because i paid like seven cents for it so why not right absolutely um so the first thing i watched was all of the jaws movies had you not seen them before i had seen them before okay but this was the first time i I had a chance to own them and most of them i hadn't seen since i had originally seen them years and years ago right um and the some of the th- like I almost wanted to post it on Facebook. Like some of the things that I learned from Jaws was like sticks can cause explosions, <laughs> which is phenomenal. Um, Wait, when is, when is that in the in the what in the first one? The fourth one. 
That's oh, how oh, he well, Yeah, the revenge. The, re, the revenge. You know, I saw you post that on Facebook about yeah. Jaws, and I've always looked for. Here's the thing: is I really want the DVD of Jaws: The Revenge because it's so horrible. It is, oh, but it's but of shit. The thing is, is Scream Factory just got Universal license again. No, so my fingers are crossed that they're hey. going to release two, three, and four on Blu-ray. That would be awesome. My fingers are crossed. Oh, that would I don't cool. know if it's ever going to happen, but um, is, are the DVDs worth it? Yeah. Would you, would you buy it for three bucks? You said. Um, Less yeah, than it that. was like three dollars a movie, uh, effectively. Um, because it came in a, a set and I, and one was by itself for like four bucks. Yeah. Cause it's the great one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so at the end and what was funny is I didn't remember this when I watched it like years ago. So at the end when spoiler, when the mother drives the, the front end of the boat through the shark piece of shit film, it's just the giant piece of wood at the front of the boat she stabs it and then it just explodes <laughs> you're like but there was no explosives yeah, no sh- gas shark- no nothing sh- sharks are actually made of of tnt <laughs> Clear- um, clearly there's something there yeah. but she just rams him and you see it pierce his flesh and boom <laughs> and you're like all right <laughs> My, so the least wood- thing i believe least about that is a heart attack killed chief brody <laughs> but hey, i don't think joss 2 is that bad no joss 2 i, I think I is good i think the 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 first two the first one is always going to be the best i think because well, uh, jaws is one of the greatest movies ever made yeah. <laughs> i watched a 15 minute teardown of just the beach scene today it was awesome huh. the guy who just went through it shot by shot and was talking about there was even one moment where he was like it's perfect that the dog moved into this part of the frame at this time. I was like, it's a dog. It's not an actor. It <laughs> didn't do that on purpose. But it was still really cool. Anyway. Right. Um, yeah, Jaws 2 I don't think is bad. 3 is where it gets weird. 3 was three was really bad in the fact that it was you know this, this giant 3D thing, which of course made it yeah. horrendous to watch on a standard television not in 3d i always loved the uh, poster for that one though yeah. yeah the poster is the you know the shark coming out of water and those people on the skis oh, are behind right. it it looks great yeah yeah because yeah, like you, you i mean every point where there's a 3d moment you can clearly yeah. tell the difference because it's it's like the whole background scene is one dull color and then the whole front end is just bright and shiny and you see an arm that's just floating in the water and you're like Okay, I get it. That was supposed to be 3D. Or the shark <laughs> doesn't swim. Stupid. It literally just floats across the screen. Right. It's just... And you're like, uh, what? <laughs> uh, screen Factory. Put that out on 3D. <clears throat> yeah. Oh. yeah. But I would kill... I keep on... Uh, I go to the Alamo. I was like, you guys should do Jaws 3D and you know put it in 3D. That would that, be I really cool. Exists. To actually be able to see that, I would do- I would totally pay money yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like I, I missed The Crow when it came out years and years ago in the theater but i bought it and i loved the movie mm-hmm. um and there was a thing that uh denver west was doing years and years ago where they were they had like 10 movies they were going to put out on uh on the big screen and then the idea was that you paid for the tickets in advance and then they gave you like a gift card a ten dollar gift card to dave and busters everyone you went to or something huh. some sort of a big thing they did with the two of them together and i watched it again for the first time on on uh, the big screen, and it was a great experience. So this would be... I would totally watch that in 3D just to go, this is still oh, yeah. cheesy as fuck, but it looks like it's right in front of my eyes. Yeah. I mean, I imagine that they would have to actually get, like... But it's different red, kind of 3D, red, green, though, red, yeah, because it's stereoscope. And, so. yeah. Right, and I mean, it's only, like, 
four or five scenes that are like really the 3D part. <laughs> yeah, you know what movie brought that 3D back though, right? <clears throat> Friday mean, the 13th 3D. 3D. Because <laughs> the guy who worked on that after he got how well it did there, the people at Universal hired him to do Jaws. Nice. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Huh. So, but yeah, like I would totally do that. Um, but yeah, like, and what got me the most is like, so between three and four, it was supposed to be the same brothers, right? Right. But their ages didn't change. The characters, obviously the actors that played them did, but they were still roughly the same age, like a decade later. <laughs> You're like, oh, well, this guy's 27, like Quaid was 27 in that one, and this is supposed to take place 10 years. What the hell? Is there huh, any special so. features on the DVDs? Uh, I don't believe the last two did, but the first mm-hmm. and the second one did. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what they were. Cause I'd love didn't... to get like a director's commentary on Jaws of the Revenge. Oh, I think the awesome. I think the first one had like a lot of a lot of different oh, commentaries well, yeah, by the, different yeah the first yeah. one the D, the Blu Ray that, that one, one was the one that was separate from the other ones which was a real bummer. But uh, yeah, um, I also picked up uh, Tales from the Crypt season six. Sweet, which was the only one I was it, missing. I, I own them all. I had I had one through seven minus six, and of course this one was the one at the the garage sale. So I was like, I'll buy that one. Perfect. Sure. Um, and again, I think I paid like. 25 cents for the entire season wow <laughs> so why not you know um and it's just god it's so weird to see because of course i i started watching six again and i backtracked to some of the other ones so like watching christopher reeves in one of the early seasons as one of the and meatloaf and well that's like, the thing with those uh, <clears throat> those shows is every episode was really great talent oh yeah behind and in front of the camera different directors oh god, i mean schwarzenegger yeah. did an episode right and, it's crazy and as it's, a director so it's right you know my favorite one of that that scared me as a kid i mean it doesn't scare me now but um is a salesman who goes to the house and it's tim curry plays all like the oh god inbred people yeah. i think it's um, the, what, the who death, was of it? Sel- death of some salesman i think's the name of it uh, it's ed bagley jr yeah <laughs> yeah because he's the one that ends up having to sleep with yeah <laughs> God, yeah, I, and I remember watching those when I was a kid. It was so great, but I mean, I don't think I'd seen half the episodes that was in number six, which yeah. was awesome. So it was like watching them for the first time again. Um, so yeah, I mean, those were I love Tales from the Crypt. I I love the intro. I love the character of the Crypt Keeper. God, right? And it's just because they're really faithful to the the comics. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, I mean, they're cheesy and they're B, but you know, some of them are really effective. I think in the first one, there's a like a killer Santa Claus mm-hmm. in the first season. It's a really great episode. Yeah, um, but there's some that are really, really strong. Some oh, yeah. of them are goofy, but well, yeah. I mean, I think I can are... watch them all though. I don't think there's one where I'm like, oh, this is stupid. No, definitely not. I, I mean, I bought them because I know one day I'll put them in and I'll watch every one of them again, mm-hmm. and I'll be just as happy to watch them yep. then as I, I did this last time. So yeah. Um, and with that, um, I put Creep Show in. Almost right after, awesome. which is effectively the movie version of the same thing. I love yeah. the same, same idea. Um, what else? Um, oh, I watched uh, a Bruce Lee movie, Game of Death. That's the oh, one with uh, shit. Yeah, Kareem Abdul. Um, uh, yeah, it's the basketball player. It is Kareem Abdul. Yeah, Kareem, yeah, it is Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Yeah, it, oh. that's the movie where um, the Kill Bill suit comes from. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's a that's a cool movie. Man. Oh my god! I, well, and I can't remember. It was a podcast I was listening to where they couldn't stop talking about 
the opener with uh, Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris fighting. Yes. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. I, I, can't, I haven't watched this in forever. And the way the podcast word, I mean, it's, I swear to God, it felt like it was a 20-minute thing. You watch the movie, it's like four minutes long, and you're like, oh, that's it. The thing's over. And you're like, It's all what? the Chuck Norris you get. What? I did, what? What did I miss? What? I rewound it just to make sure. <laughs> yeah, Notice, but, didn't hit chapter back. Rewound. Rewound. <laughs> well, I pulled the I, tape out and rewound it with my hands. Well, it, there's there's a few things that I have still have the VHS and I bought the DVD of and like the Bruce Lee movies of that because I want to have the backup in case one or the other gets messed up. Sure. Um, the Indiana Jones trilogy is also the same way. So do you have a re- rewind machine? It's called a VCR. Well, I know. I'm but just saying. Like, like, you have one of those, oh, you like, mean those little where you used to? No, no. I just, I just well, hit the rewind button. Chris, Christmas is coming. Money for that. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Fifty cents or something? If mm. you didn't rewind it, and you're like, really? I, I luckily did not work there. We had a cup when I worked there. We had a couple of VHSs, but not many. They're oh, pretty much all gone. God. Yeah. No. Um, right after. The movie tonight, I went home and watched, uh, I found the first, actually it was one of two, and it was either going to be Joyride or Into the Blue, but I wanted to watch Paul Walker again. Into the Blue is underrated. I, uh, but I would choose Joyride because it's J.J. J. Abrams. Well, um, you could, yeah. see, uh, that was the thing, is like, I wanted, I almost picked that one, but I wanted it's Into like the Duel. Blue. It's close, <laughs> yeah. Um, But I ended up watching, I was halfway through it before I left to come here, so... When I get home, I'm gonna be able to finish it. But I, I still like Into the Blue because it makes me laugh. Yeah, like there's certain part like the the chick gets her leg bit off, and I I couldn't help but giggle a little bit because she's dumber than a box of rocks and <laughs> deserved it. They sold that movie as like, hey, who wants to come see Jessica Alba in a bikini? And I was like, this this movie seems vapid and dumb. And then I or finally Paul saw Walker it. without a shirt on. Sure, that's, that too. Let's make yeah, for the right, 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 absolutely. Lots um, of lots of people in skimpy clothing. And then lots. I eventually saw it and was like, holy shit, like there's actually a plot here and it's kind of fun and fucking Josh yeah. Brolin shows up and you're like, yeah. what is happening? This yeah. is a cool movie. It's not yeah. bad. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I mean, yeah. It's no Sahara or anything. but No, no. Sahara's <laughs> absolutely better right. than that is. But, um, yeah. Man. But um, what else? Um, oh, so I watched Lost in Translation for the first time. Cool. And it's definitely not in my wheelhouse. It's not normally <laughs> something I would watch. And the the thing is, is like I watched it. I like Bill Murray. Uh-huh. Um, it was an interesting movie. I still didn't understand most of it. And at the end, I felt like I needed to like see another 10 minutes of the movie to figure out what the <laughs> fuck was going on. But like, you know, for what I paid for it, and I did get like two hours worth of entertainment out of it because I watched it. I wasn't at any point looking away. Right. I didn't, you know, find something else to do. I didn't decide to stop it. I was still like curious and it was interesting because you get this idea of a friendship that's kind of nice out of pretty much nowhere. Just two people met randomly meeting in an elevator, which is cool. Yeah. But still so I've still never it. seen it. Like I hear so much about it, but I've still never actually watched well, it. Well, that's that's why I decided to pick it up because right. I had heard that it was supposed to be this really good movie, and I was like, all right, well, again, I'll give it a shot. It's a good movie for critics. Yeah, ah. it's definitely not. Yeah, it's not bad. No, I like some of those movies. Yeah, you're right. It's one of those movies you just watch and go, okay, it's good, but it's right. not like I'm gonna continue to watch it. <laughs> right. Um, and then I watched some TV. Um, my roommate 
loves to download the the latest episodes of whatever's on TV, which is uh, Flash, iZombie, and Shield. How is iZombie? I haven't heard anything about it. So I've seen the first three episodes now. Okay, I am not impressed. <laughs> uh, you know, the few people I heard, it's great. See, I, so what? What really? The only thing that that upsets me about the whole thing the most is that when the comic book came out, they threw it in my hold slot because I love zombies, right? And I saw it, and I'm like, I don't read this crap, and I gave it back, and now it's selling for like fifty bucks. So Aww. I feel like I could have gained like forty nine dollars if I'd have kept it. Yeah, that that sucks a lot. But the the show was okay. Um, like I still, when I watch it, I watch it, and it's interesting. Um, I don't know how it compares to the comic because I've never read it. Right. So the premise behind it is. A girl gets turned into a zombie, and I mean, they literally jump into this in the first episode within the first six minutes. Like, they try and tell her story via comic book pages artwork. So okay. it's like, well, I was this, and then I was that, and then I went to this party, and then I became a zombie, and then the show starts, and you're like, what the hell did I just miss? <laughs> Apparently everything. Yeah. Um. So she gets turned into a zombie, and of course... She likes to eat brains. She, I can't remember where she worked. She, she ended up uh, working downstairs in the uh, the morgue, where she can get all the free brains she wants, which is awesome. And so it turns out that she, when she eats brains, she starts seeing flashbacks of these people's lives, and so she effectively becomes an assistant to the detectives that are trying to solve all these cases mm -hmm. by claiming she's a psychic. And so she goes and she said, Oh, well I just saw the killer beating the guy over the head. Well, how'd you figure that out? I'm a psychic. Yeah. Well, it's, she's not a psychic. When she eats the brain, she starts gaining parts of that person. Like she starts acting like them, their emotions or lack thereof and all of that. Hmm. And so it, it basically becomes a, a cop story, only she's a zombie. Only she's a zombie. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah, it's not very impressive. <laughs> Interesting. It's, yeah. I, How does she get away with the fact that she has to eat zombies or has to eat brains? The everybody's uh, the the other guy that she's working with, her boss downstairs in the morgue, found out almost instantly. Like. Oh. He's just like, okay. oh, and you're a zombie, right? So she she's doesn't. Like, what? Okay. And he's so smart that he figured this all out. But he wants to try and cure her. So he actually helps her to find the brains and eat the brains. And and he's going to find a way to cure her. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, okay. So again, a little side story, but just not impressive at all. Huh. Like, I don't like it. Interesting. If If I had to pay to watch it, I wouldn't watch it. Yeah. Yeah, so. How do you feel? Are you caught up on S.H.I.E.L.D.? Um, I, what was the last one I just saw where they were doing the uh I haven't watched the it since the hiatus. And the flash forwards. Yeah, I haven't seen it since the hiatus. So, the last thing I saw was when they're in the thing and the thing caves in and there's the aliens. And oh. Stuff I, glows. No, I think I didn't. I don't think I caught Okay. Like there's there's something like four or five episodes I missed because oh, okay. my roommate usually watches them at the same time on like Fridays and Saturday nights and gotcha. when he doesn't then I miss whatever episode that is sure um 
But like I like it. It's okay. Um, in my personal opinion, I think I would have dropped it a long time ago had it not been for Captain America. Yep. Um, because it was really dropping fast. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, this is getting boring. I'm going to find something else. And then I went and saw the movie, which was awesome. Right. And then I found out that the episode that blended in with the movie that made it all one big storyline. I was like, all right, okay, I'm back yeah. in again. Yep. But totally. Um, and Flash, I'm loving the Flash. Like, I don't like DC at all. Like, can't stand it. I know little or nothing about the Flash. I love the TV show. Really? It is really awesome. Huh. Like, it's, it, there are twists and turns and secrets and everything. I mean, every time I watch it, I'm just like trying to figure out what in the hell's going on every time. And then they show a little bit of the puzzle and you're like, <gasps> I gotta see it next week. What the hell's going on? Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. And I don't even know what half the characters are. I have to look at my roommate and go, okay, who is that guy? And he's like, he's basically the reverse Flash. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I are know they, that guy. Are they all the reverse Flash? No, no. They finally, um, the last one I watched, they actually revealed how all of that happened. They revealed how, um, Barry's mom actually died. Like they showed the same scene again where it's always flashing the yellow and the red, but they slowed it down so you can actually watch the fight occurring in the room with his mother and himself. And so it's pretty badass. Huh? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's what I watched. Cool. A lot of stuff. Very good. Um, I've just got a couple of quick things. I mentioned before I I watched the Emperor's New Groove this week. Um, that's an awesome movie. It's like an hour and 15 minutes long though. I didn't realize it was so dang short. Yeah, most of um, these movies are. But yeah, that's... Uh, man, I almost feel like it's one of my favorites. Certainly of the like modern it's Disney really quick-witted. Movies. Yeah, oh yeah. Is um, that the one with David Spade? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, yeah, where I've David Spade plays one. a llama. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've seen that John one. Because John Goodman was in it. Uh-huh. I love that. That's yeah. a really fun movie. And I hadn't yeah. seen it in years. I, I remember really liking it back when it came out. And then I got the Blu-ray, um, which is a combo pack with Crocs and New Groove. Um which I've never seen, so I'll have to check that one out, but who knows. Um, I will say a lot of times Disney's uh, second sequels around that time aren't that good. Yeah. I've never seen Kronks, though, so maybe maybe they bucked the trend. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, like I'm not a huge fan of The Lion King 2 or The Lion King <laughs> 1 and a half. Yep. Um, but uh, totally worth checking out. It, it is funny, though. I think... I think that Birdman stole its score from Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Oh, yeah. Like it's got that same like yeah. just random drum beats uh, yeah. score to it. And I was like, holy shit! Like this is this is Birdman, <laughs> only it's llama. Um, so there are two things that I actually got to check out this week that I hadn't seen before, though. Um, one of them was a um, a Matthew McConaughey movie. That oh, I had never all right, seen. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> for a long time, my mom was in telling me to see the Lincoln Lawyer, and then I got it for a oh. dollar at um, oh, so at Tradesmart. Yeah, and the Lincoln Lawyer is really good. It's I've seen the really McConaughey movie. movie. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you, I don't think we've ever talked about it here on oh, the show before, but nope. um, basically the. It's a. I live I out of my car, guys. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't call him like an ambulance chaser necessarily, but he's he's kind of like funny. that where he's a. What? He's a spokesperson for Lincoln now. I was driving a Lincoln oh, that's true. long before anybody <laughs> paid me to do it. <laughs> oh, that's so true. Do you think that's got him the gig? Maybe. 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 Um, it doesn't have to do with being a tree hugger or being a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> that's my McConaughey. It's, it's not bad. Um, 
So uh, basically, McConaughey plays a, a lawyer who's, you know, I wouldn't say a scumbag. He's like a, a, a lesser version of um, Robert Downey Jr. in The Judge, you know, where yeah. he's just he's a he's a defense lawyer and doesn't really care about whether or not his per, his his um, person is guilty or not. Um, and basically, it gets tied up in this whole mystery where um, Ryan Phillippe maybe is actually killing people and maybe Matthew McConaughey has to figure out whether or not he is and try to solve the mystery and also figure out how you, if he is, if he is guilty, how do you, as the, as his defense lawyer, like defend him while at the same time trying to figure out, like, like prove and get him jailed for being guilty. Um, and it's a really, really like neat, tight little mystery movie movie. where he kind of turned the corner. He, yeah, he, he went away from those romantic comedies. Yep, and when he's Which in those movies, he's—I mean, I, I give James a hard time, but he's a fun actor when he's oh, yeah, totally. when he's in those kind of movies. You know, you really get behind him and say, "Yeah, he 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 owns these kind of movies." Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah it, it feels like him getting back to who he was back in the like early to mid '90s, um, or even late '90s when he was really just a really solid actor who could be really fun. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's totally worth checking out, especially if you have a chance to like either watch it on Netflix or get it for a dollar at the Trades Mart. Yeah. Like it's totally worth two hours of your time. Oh yeah. Um so it's just a cool it's one of those movies that honestly we don't get as much as we used to. It's sort of in the vein of like a a firm or a, mm. you know, just those old sort of uh, lawyers. Yeah, that's and, why I like and, the judge so much, because yeah. you don't get you know, there's not too many movies now where actors can just act. Yeah. You know, or where there's a good mystery. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. really rare that you get a mystery that's a genuine, like, how do we solve this mystery kind of film. Um, and this is one of those where you you get the players and you get clues and that kind of stuff. Um, and you, you get to try and sort of put together what's really going on. Um, so definitely recommend that. The very last thing is I, I've been watching a lot of um, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, which is the Tina Fey yeah, sort of like created that. by Tina Fey show that's on Netflix. I do love the actress who plays yeah, Ellie Kempner. Kemper. Yeah. Um, so premise of the show is that basically Ellie Kempner is, um, she's, <laughs> she's one of the three mole women. Um, so basically she, remember that story in, in Ohio where they found the like guy who had like the women tied up in his basement for yeah. fucking forever. Cause yeah. he was a creep show. Um, basically she was one of those and she was in a bunker and, um, and they had conv- this guy had convinced her that, um, that the apocalypse had happened. So they were all just down there like learning nonsense for 15 years and she comes up and then she goes and gets a gay roommate and lives in Manhattan and like works as a, <laughs> as a maid for, a this rich woman. Um, and it, like, it's, it's bizarre. Like the, the storylines are pretty wacky, um, but I I think it's really fun. Like I've really been enjoying it. I think there's some really funny parts to it, and it's it's got some hooks to it where it's it's trying really hard to say something important um, and to be non traditional in some ways. Um, the the uh, it's it's a really feminist show. Um, and and there's some things that it does where where it's not telling you a story the way you would expect it to, um, but yeah, I, I I like it. I think it, I mean if you have Netflix, you should check it out. It's with worth. I have Netflix. Worth yeah, but I'm gonna watch Daredevil first. Is it out yet? <laughs> April 10th. I was gonna say. Well, all all of the show is is out. I'm I'm almost done with it. Um, 
I think it's cool. There have been some times, it took me a little while to get into, but there have been some times where I have like laughed out loud at that show, which, you know, for a sitcom for me is a little bit rare. So definitely worth it. Cool. Cool. I'll have to check it out. I like Ellie yep. Gunter. She's good. Yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, this week we saw Furious 7. Randy, should people go see Furious 7? Absolutely. Sweet. Oh my I love God, it. Yeah. That's so short. You, now we'll get the dissertation from James. James, yeah. should people go see Furious 7? Uh, if you like Fast and Furious movies, yes. then yes. <laughs> That's it? Wow. Yep. Right on. Awesome. Um, that's it. I mean, there's not a lot. We're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna talk about all the ridiculous shit here in just oh a minute. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you have to experience this movie um, yeah. because it's fun. Yeah. And a lot of times, I think in movies nowadays, they lose the fun aspect of it. Right. And you know, we talked about earlier how you have to embrace the kind of movie you're in. Yep. And you have to you either go in or you don't. And Furious Seven definitely knows what world it's in. Oh yeah, and it totally embraces it. So you should definitely go see it. And here is the trailer for Furious Seven. All right, let's get to work. Hey, Roman, you freaking out? No. Yes, you are. <laughs> should somebody just walk me through what we're supposed to be doing? Just when you didn't think it could get any better, huh? Here we go. One, can you believe there's seven of these movies? Oh my gosh. Oh that is man. unbelievable to me. That's, oh, that's ridiculous. I think it's I, great, though. I think, I, <laughs> I think the fact that not only did they take something that I don't think could have ever made it past the first one right. and made seven, 
But each one got a little bit better, uh, even though Tokyo Drift kind of wasn't the best of them. Um, every time yeah. it was just a little bit more, a little bit more. Um, someone I had seen on, on a recent, uh, I think it was a Facebook post or something about the seventh one, and they were like, well, you should have just went back to when they were just racing cars. And it's like, well, they could have never stretched it into seven movies no. if it was just racing cars. Because the best one is Fast Five, where it's a heist movie. Right. Like, it has nothing to do with racing cars, other right. than the fact that the last action scene is is a, this genuinely awesome car chase. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, they, they, they kept with the base principle, but each time it was something different. It was, to me, it kept getting better and better and better and better. Yeah. Hmm. So I've never seen a Fast and Furious movie until the fourth one. Uh, I saw the fourth one because I was dating my wife at the time. Sure. And she says, eh, I love Vin Diesel. Let's go see uh, the Fast and Furious And you were movie. like, how about the Pacifier? How about the Pacifier? And I, was, no. I said, <laughs> okay, I, I guess. And, I, and we were, I was watching it, and they're racing through the mines in Mexico. Right. And it looks like it's PS2 CGI. Right. And I was like, oh, this is a piece of shit. Yep. And, it, and then... Fast Five happened, and yep. and The Rock was in it. Heck yeah. And I was like, oh, this movie's fucking awesome. That movie is genuinely awesome. It is. Heck yeah. Um, uh, Fast and Furious 6 was good. Yeah. Not quite as... I, I figured any movie after 5 would be a letdown. Um, but it still had crazy stuff. Uh, Furious 7 picks up uh, a few years after Furious 6. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where everyone's trying to go their own ways. But Jason Statham's not having it. Nope. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I was going to watch Wildcard this week, but then I forgot that Statham was in Furious 7. Yeah. I was like, well, I got to watch Furious 7 before I watch Wildcard so I can make my list complete. And then I saw the trailer for Spy, which actually looks kind of funny. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I like the part in the trailer where he's saying, and my car was flying through the air on fire. Not my car. I was literally on fire. I'm like, yeah, I love Statham. Uh, so, yeah, and it, he plays the bad... I don't know too many movies he plays the bad guy in. In fact, I think this might be the only one because I've seen all his movies. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, in it, he's, he plays the brother of Owen Shaw. Is, is he from Furious 6? I don't even remember yes. which one yeah. he's from. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so he is, has a personal vendetta against... These guys, and a lot like last week in It Follows, he just randomly shows up and, uh, his. So, <laughs> if, if I may, because, okay, these movies, I've, I've actually been listening to a lot of people on podcasts talking about wrestling lately, mm -hmm. uh, like professional wrestling, and I realized that I think I would equate these movies to that, where they're just ridiculous and you're either gonna buy in and be like, okay, this is some stupid ass shit that's happening, or you're not. Um, for me, I buy in and it's awesome. Yeah, because but it's sweet. The premise of this movie is that they are, they're trying to get a piece of like technology that will allow you to find any human being anywhere on the planet so that they can find a guy who shows up at the end of every action scene. Yeah. Like, but no, the no, guy's you missed always the, you missed there. The they, they said it. He said, well, now the hunter becomes the hunty or whatever Kurt Russell said. That's not even what happens, though. <laughs> it doesn't matter, James. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's but, one of dude, those funny things that at one point I noticed, I realized, like, wait a second. The plot of this movie is, it's like, it's like they're trying to find a treasure map to a, like, pile of treasure that's in their own boat. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But, dude, so... The first fight with Statham and the Rock was awesome. Oh my god! Oh, it's really They're good. So throwing great. people through like glass things, and uh, it's just and hard. Like yeah. we're not talking like oh he tripped him, he pushed him. I mean, like 
shoved him through the glass, and then he went like 15 feet across the room onto a table, yeah. into a couch, on his back. And you're like, holy shit. And I, I will say people in, in my theater cheered when The Rock gave Statham the rock bottom. Oh, fuck yeah. That was <laughs> the, the rock bottom badass. is The Rock's like signature move that he pins people with. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's where he yeah. throws their thing up and he slams them into the ground. So, and the fact that the camera went with them, as, oh, that made it yeah, so much better. That was a great little thing that he did a lot oh, in action man. scenes. James Wan is a really clever director. This movie's got, like, it has so many, like, hero shots and Dutch angles that it makes Michael Bay look like Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, like, but a lot of fun, though. so oh, many yeah. times. No, I don't think it's a bad thing. I just mean there's so many times where they just, like, he just pulls the camera back yeah. and somebody stands there. Yeah. And I mean, the scene where they're parachuting out of the airplane and they're chasing ridiculous that was, shit. It, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but the actual chase is like super well done. Oh God, it's, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I was like on the edge of my seat, even yeah. though this trailer spoils it, how Paul Walker's Brian yeah, gets out right. of it, but you're still like, is he going to make it? And the, the way it's played and is shot. Well, and and then, when it had, Oh God, um, what's his name? Tony, Tony jaw. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Like seeing him in it was awesome. Oh, he's so good. And it's just fun. You know, oh, it, yeah. it's one of those things, too, where you have to, as an actor, you have to embrace the world you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you have to go over the top. Uh, the only thing that didn't work for me in this movie is all the stupid Letty and Toretto scenes. Right. And so it almost seemed like they threw that in after the fact. No, it's because it's because Vin Diesel is an idiot and shouldn't be allowed to actually, like, be involved in the story at all. Because that's yeah. clearly <laughs> the shit he cares about. The I've said it so many times. One of the reasons why Fast Five is the best movie in the series is because that's the movie where Letty is dead. Right. Like she's not there most. She ruins six, and every scene she's in 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 seven is also garbage. Like, I mean, the the fight scene's not that bad, but at least because she's not talking. And the thing is, is every t- but the thing is, and they always try to tell me Rousey. that Michelle Rodriguez is hardcore, and I don't buy it. Yeah, no. and not. But besides that, is they don't have any chemistry at all. Nope, nope. And so you're sitting there trying, you're trying to get behind them, and oh, we we got married and nobody knew it. And see, here's yeah. the th- here's the thing. Like I said, I think that was like I don't think that was original. I mean, well, clearly it wasn't originally there, but like it just seems so like. Well, how else are we going to throw this together at the end? Oh, by the way, there was a secret marriage, and right. the necklace this whole time was that's, their wedding ring. That's why I'm saying, like... And why did why did the Asian guy have it? Why did their Asian friend have it? I don't know. I don't uh, know. That's why I mean, I'm saying it's like professional no. wrestling or like, or like a soap opera, where sometimes they just throw shit in, and you're like, what the yeah. fuck are you talking right. about? Who... Who does these things? But here's the thing. Is, okay. I bought okay. more when Brian Paul Walker's character was trying to revive him. Like it meant right. more to him right. to save yes. Toretto than it meant to to her. To her. Right. And we're just like, just stop. Uh, so that gets to a point I wanted to make, which is, and it's kind of sad that I think this is maybe the best performance that Paul Walker has ever given. That scene yep. when he calls his wife and is and and that that is a one of the best written scenes that's been in a Fast and Furious movie maybe ever mm-hmm. and then his performance there is maybe the best performance he's ever given here's like, the thing it's such a solid and scene I, I can't i cried in the end of this movie oh, oh yeah. i almost yeah, yeah, did yeah. too because the, the part where he's like picking up a son and here's the thing is it sounds weird but they did such a great job you yeah, can't tell when it's him or when no, it's not him yeah. no even though the end, brother right? even at the end you know that they put that they had to put that part in there yeah, right that, that cg still, shot is obvious that was pretty solid yeah. but like they did such a good job and they did all this stuff and you know i don't know if it's because i have a son now and he's playing with his kid and 
you know, I could have done without, they didn't need the Vin Diesel narration. Right. I understand no. why they did it. But even then, I mean, it's, it's beautiful when you see like his car go out in the off ramp right. and yeah. goes away. Like I seriously cried. I was like, oh. yep. and I never even like the movies never meant that much to me. Yeah. But for some reason, just those moments meant a lot. Yeah. No, and I agree. they did I such agree. a beautiful job well, on I, that movie. Yeah. Sending him off. Oh yeah. And it, it's funny because there's, um, I, I, there were times where I felt like we were playing like this nasty version of Russian roulette where, cause there's so many times where his character almost dies and they, there, was, and every time I thought, Oh no, is this the time? Because right. you go in kind of expecting they're just going to kill the character off. I, I thought the same thing. Like there were moments that like when it first, the first 30 minutes or so, I kept getting distracted going, all right, so at some point he's going to end up dying and it's going to get to that. And so the first time it almost happens, I'm all like, ah. Oh. I had to stop focusing on it uh-huh. because I was yeah. I was losing parts of the movie. Right. And I just decided to say, well, fuck it. If he dies, he dies. If he doesn't, even better. I'm just going to see where it ends up. But it, it kept becoming a distraction. Yeah. So I almost, like if they hadn't have, I mean, I hate to say it, but if it was never in the news... And right. I didn't know he was dead. I probably would have enjoyed the movie just that much more because right. I would have gotten to focus on it more and actually pay attention to the movie. I totally understand what you mean because yeah, every time like when when the when the bomb goes off at of his house and he right. smacks against the glass yeah. really hard, and I thought, he, oh he, no, he pops up and I was like, oh shit, he's okay. And then like when his when his car gets shot with a rocket, and then you and see like, like the thing in the be- in the rearview mirror where he's mm-hmm. running away. I was like, oh shit, he's okay. Oh, like right, every again. time I had this, re- and I almost felt guilty about it. Where I was like, oh, like oh, not not because dead. I wanted him to die, but I was like, like I just felt bad that I was I kept waiting for that moment. Right. And so I was really glad when they did this ending that was yeah, right. like you said, really really well done, like yeah. super tasteful. Um, well, I think he shot most really of the emotional. movie because yeah. I think. Um, the only part I think maybe where I picked it up is where he says, well, I'm going to talk to Brian in a few days. And he goes away for about 35 minutes in the film Yeah, where he doesn't – then he just shows up again when right. they when they meet Kurt Russell. Yeah. And I think maybe those were the parts they had to try to figure out where to get him and at the end. Yeah. Um, because other than that, I mean, if, if they did, you know – stunt doubles or cgi faces uh, any other part i didn't even notice right right, right. And, well, uh, not I, that yeah. i was looking for it but right um but sometimes in the crow you can it's, it's obvious super that obvious. it was exactly the same scene four minutes ago only different background yeah, yeah so and you're like oh it's the same little shaky in the rain only now he's indoor and shaky in the rain i don't know what yeah. the hell's going on there. Um, yeah. it was really like i said i my wife made fun of me because I cried. She's like, but see, I was like, really, I, really, honey, you're, you're, you're not mess with that. But she was bawling her eyes out when she watched <laughs> Dallas Buyers Club and Jared Leto died. See, and I didn't, I didn't, I watched that movie. I liked that movie. I didn't cry at all. No, but I don't know what it was. Just something like got me. It just, at it, the was, end. it was a tearjerker. I don't know why. It just, I, I couldn't help myself. And, and it might be because of the performance he gave. Yeah, you know, in those scenes where you know he's saying that you know I love you, Mia, and mm-hmm. you know, right. and then he's. Kicking that one dude's ass. And and because, for good or for bad, I've spent seven movies with these characters. Right. Sometimes for good. I, I'll, just, I'll just cut to the chase. I really like Fast Five. And if I take Fast the things about Fast Five that I love and take that story into this one, I end up really caring about whether or not that character ends up okay. 
You know, because, well, he was he wasn't in two or three, was he? Uh, uh, no, he's in two. He's not in three. Right, he was not in three at all. Oh, so Vin Diesel wasn't in two and three. Right. So technically, Vin Diesel was at the ass end of three. Yeah. So and Paul, that's where the the little part in this one, yeah, where he's talking to the kid that was mm-hmm. well at the end of three, they were doing the whole race thing, mm. and so they cut the end of the movie there. So this is basically them after that moment. Mm. On that move, so I mean, but yeah, he the two because, of them weren't in in Tokyo Drift at all. It was yeah. a totally different set of characters. Vin Diesel doesn't show up at all in two, cameo in three, and Paul Walker's not in two in three at all. Uh, but then everything mm. else is like, which is it's, the movie's got the movie canon is just so screwed up and dumb. Yeah, but that's the thing. You just got to check, you know, it at the door. If you, yeah, you right. have to, because if you want to enjoy, I mean, there's stunts in this movie that are incredible. Oh my god, um, are they incredible? That that bus scene, like that bus chase, yeah. is is really pretty close to a genuinely great car chase scene. Like, yeah. I'm I'm at a point where like I watch these movies and I feel like they they tend to be like a like a poor man's version of really great action movies, um, where where they'll 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 steal cool ideas from other movies and do them again, and you'll be like, "Oh yeah, I mean that was really it was better in this other movie, but it's cool. Right. Like you did a good job here too." But that bus chase is genuinely pretty damn cool. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's a little bit too much CGI or whatever, but um. Yeah. Still, still the, pretty. The, neat. But the meat and bones of it, where the cars are weaving in and out, no CGI yeah. there, and I can right. take it. Uh, well, and there's a lot of layers to it. So you've got yeah. him fighting in the bus. You've got the other people in their cars. You've got the the guys going down the hill. You've got Tyrese showing up out of nowhere for some goddamn reason. Why for is he? Why is he in the movie at all? Right. Um, See, but, but yeah, I think the the funniest line in the movie was when Vin Diesel went and saw The Rock in the hospital. He says, "I'm going to hit him so hard, he's going to wish his mom kept her legs closed yeah. that night." <laughs> that was pretty solid. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> If we're if we're talking about single, and all in front of his supposed daughter, you're like, oh my god! If we're talking about single lines, though, the one that I will remember forever is the thing about street fights is the street always wins. And he slams his foot down in the street, which is the corniest down. fucking line with the shittiest ending to a villain. Yeah. Oh man! Because I mean that that fight was pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I just, the thing is, I just don't I like Vin Diesel. I can never, no, I can never great. get into him. It's not great because I've said before, there's an art to delivering one-liners. There's an art. He to doesn't it have it. He yeah. doesn't yeah. have it. Not even close. Unless that one line is "I am Groot." Yeah, and, and even then, he was pretty good <laughs> at that part. Yeah, it's just that I don't know. No, I, 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 agree. I don't. I don't. I don't get why people like him because to me. The heart of the movie, I think maybe that's who I got me, is, you know, Paul Walker. You know, it's yep. his journey. I mean, I've never right. seen the first three, so I don't know what, how he got there. Oh, you should see the first one. It's like a bad version of Point Break. Right. Well, mm-hmm. and 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 also what's, like, one of the great parts of the, the end of uh, Seven is that they're in the same two cars they raced at in the very first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it's, true. It's the one that, at the end of the first one, he tells him, I owe you a 10-second car, and he hands him the keys. It's that car, only it's not white. It's that orange and black or whatever. Right. Yeah. But that was, you know, again, that's part of it that, like, you know, like you're saying, after seven of these, six of these movies, seven of these movies, you become attached to these characters and these people. And you're like, oh, that was when he gave him the car. Uh-huh. And it was the same thing. And they're doing it, only it's white, like he's going to heaven. Yeah. And they do yeah. all the, they do all those, like, you know, the flashback 
you know, things where right, they go and catch the little pieces. And, yeah, and they, and they go get that really good speech from Fast Five where right. he's like, the most important thing is the people in this room, which is way better written than any of the, the most important thing is family speeches that Vin Diesel has right. in every I, other one. I was one. getting kind of sick and tired of the family speech. Fam- family and Coronas, man. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it is. there's something to be said for the fact that, like, Vin Diesel gives himself so many fucking one-liners and none of them land, and all The Rock gets is, Daddy's got to go to work. And it's awesome. (laughs) Daddy's got to go to work was so cool. That's the thing with that moment with, you know, The Rock is because I, you know, was in the trailer. I knew it was coming. He flaxes and breaks the cast. Oh, my God. And then he, where 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 does all his equipment come from in the hospital? I don't give a shit. I think think his daughter carries it around in her backpack just in case his dad ever needs it. You have to totally suspend your belief because there's a part where a drone is chasing him through a tunnel. And I don't know how The Rock timed it perfectly in the ambulance he's on, but he drives the ambulance (laughs) and hits the drone. And what made it even cooler is, I mean, I saw in the trailer that he had the Gatling gun. Right. I didn't know he ripped it off of the drone. I didn't know. Right, right. right. (laughs) After he double taps it. Yeah. So fucking stupid. The Rock can pull it off, though. Yeah, absolutely he can. Absolutely. Because that's the thing. Like, he... The movie's written as if Vin Diesel and The Rock and Jason Statham are basically superheroes. Mm-hmm. But The Rock, you believe, is a superhero. Well, yeah, when he falls out of that building at the beginning, you're like, he can get up. He'll, yeah. He's okay. Like, he'll be fine. Well, that's the thing, too. Is I mean, even at the end of the movie where The Rock says, well, you got 39 feet of concrete, and I'll be up there with my fist in a body bag. Just <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> start digging. It's so fucking good. It's awesome. I would see, oh, I would see a movie with just The Rock and Jason Statham going at it. Oh, yeah. my God. That would be so awesome. Yeah. So here's the thing. One of the re- the things that, like, I hope that they, especially since you have to move a different direction now that Paul Walker's gone, I hope that what they do is they just take these characters, make them into the A-team, and move away from all of this, like, dramatic shit. Like, right. If I never see Letty talk about the fact that she can't remember herself anymore, right. I will be happy. Well, that's the thing, like, too. Is, like I said, you just don't buy it. Like, there's no, no chemistry it's there. It's so dumb. No. And, and why does Vin Diesel just know that he wants to smash her gravestone and he has a sledgehammer? He's like, what right. the hell? And, uh, and here's <laughs> and the funny thing is, is I kept on looking has, at Vin Diesel's feet. I'm like, oh, look at how big of the lifts he has in his shoes. <laughs> he, he, has, he has way too much creative license in this movie. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I understand that he's, you know was probably the reason why four got made and it totally is. Yeah. And I understand that, but, but that I I don't know. Is there a person besides my wife who likes Vin Diesel? I mean, even his head's misshapen. It drives me crazy. Yeah. No, I think, uh, I think I liked him better in the pitch black movie. I was just going to say pitch black, black, but then he did Riddick stuff and you're like, he sucks. Well, again, it just, Uh, that was just serious deep dick in it just got fuck. Like what was the, what was the last one? The fourth one or whatever was pretty much pitch black all over again. Oh yeah, just Riddick. Yeah, just different characters. And you're like, I've seen this movie. Right. I own this movie. Why are we doing this again? Well, because this time we've got the girl from Battlestar Galactica who needs a serious deep dicking. Uh, clearly, yeah. <laughs> so fucking movie. Um, I, yeah, maybe they, I don't think they need to make any more Furious movies. I think I think it was it's going to happen. I know. I think. That's I think it was a sad part. I think it was a great send off because I think this is this is the perfect end. This this would if they leave it alone, it would be just fine. And the funny thing is, you know, you're, I was thinking like, man, how are they going to end this? And it makes the most sense as he gets on an off ramp, right? And yeah. he leaves, right? It's just like, like poetic. 
Right. Yeah. He's he's going to be the family man like he he wanted, and everybody else goes to their lives where they still have what was it a hundred and some million dollars from the heist movie and you know sure that yeah. that would leave it be. You're done. You're good. No more enemies. No more no more burials. No more graves. Whatever. It'd be perfect. Yeah, I don't yep. care about any of that. I want I want the Rock to drive some cars, like preferably large cars, and get out oh, of yeah. them with machine yeah. guns and just kicks the windshield out. Oh man, can they <laughs> can they make a crossover where where it's it's Fast and Furious and GI Joe where he where they <laughs> they reveal that the Rock is actually playing um whatever his character's name is in GI Joe. Oh god, sure, uh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I, I'll take the Road, Rock in road, anything. Roadblock or yeah. whatever. Even San Andreas looks stupid, but the Rock's in it. So yep. Oh my god, San Andreas yeah. looks stupid as shit. So yeah, the, so what trailers did you guys see? Like I, I, I got, I got San Andreas and I got Spy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was actually all I got. Uh, so I got, that. what I wanted was Mad Max. Oh, I know see, that when I saw the Village Roadshow and Warner Brothers, I'm like, oh, so we haven't seen the new Mad Max one, and then yeah. it was San Andreas. Oh, see, I so got, I was less excited. Uh, I got San Andreas. I got Mission Impossible. Oh, hell I yeah. got. Um, the the weird one with George Clooney in the make believe world. I didn't catch what that oh, was. Oh, Tomorrowland. Yeah. Although I still think I probably want to see that one. Yeah, you um, do. The new Terminator. Sweet. Which sure I like. I know you guys weren't too. At least I know you weren't particularly fond of the last one. Uh, but I really think that as long as they see, I, I feel the same with this one as I did with. Fast set or Furious Seven is if they end it and it's done, I will be okay with this next Terminator movie. If they go That's with that one, it, and I know, and it's, <laughs> it's not like, but you, maybe, maybe if I just tell myself that, like right. if I just watch this one and go, and that's all, and someone goes, "What about the other three after it?" I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've never heard of it. You're crazy. Because yeah. I love it. I love the fact that it looks like it was. Them going back in time to 1980, whatever. I think it's a really cool premise, and I've I al- do too. I've always thought that the Terminator like universe is fucked up and backwards and stupid anyway. So who cares if you're going to screw with the story? Well, like, right. Just make me a cool. Can I see some Terminator? Can I see Arnold Schwarzenegger be invincible and like fight some shit? Like that's what I want. That's yeah. That's what I want. And and like the where they they're going back and. Like it's kind of funny because they they have the what which one was it the T one thousand was the liquid metal yeah so they have him but it's an Asian dude yeah but it's an Asian dude that looks like Robert Patrick in the face <laughs> a little bit so you're like yeah. oh my god I could see that I'm yeah. a little I'm a little perturbed that uh, the guy that that played Kyle Reese was a, a a far skinnier lanky dude yeah and this new guy is not. <laughs> Yeah, like he's he's ripped, and I'm like, okay, not exactly, but I I think I could still watch it. I, it's got a lot of action in it. At one point, Schwarzenegger becomes a missile. He just yep. jumps out of a, a helicopter and just points himself forward and runs through another helicopter to stop it. And you're like, oh my god, that was awesome. He's like, wait, I'm a bullet. Here you go. <laughs> I think it's cool. I'm I'm genuinely kind of excited about it. Yeah. Like, no, I I can't I mean, wait to see that. I I definitely want to see the Mission Impossible one because yeah, that looks badass. Oh, the James Bond fan that I am, Spectre. 
Oh, I you saw that one? one. Oh, that's cool. Oh my god, that looks so good. Yeah. Um, there for a while, like I again, some of the podcasts that I listen to, one of them is James Bonding, and cool. they do, um, like the it's two guys named Matt that talk about the movies, and they started from one, but then they backtrack because it was Casino Royale that came out at the time they started it. So they did the first one, and then the last one, and then the second one, and the second to last, and the idea was they were going to meet in the middle. Ah. And so, I mean, it's not bad. It's really good. They talk about it. These two are extraordinary fans, so they know, like, the music that it was supposed to be instead of the music that it is. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so I've been, I've been looking forward to this one ever since they got the rights to Spectre back when the guy that owned it died. Right. <laughs> They're like, oh, by the way, well, we can do a new, another movie now. Yeah. So I really look forward to that one too. Very cool. So yeah, yeah, that's gonna be good. I think it's. I think it's gonna be really cool. But yeah, didn't didn't mean to sidetrack. But they were some awesome trailers. What are we talking about? Spectre. Spectre, the new James Bond. Spectre. Right. Oh, okay. Take a second. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. No, it's it's gonna be a good summer. Um, yeah. I, there I'm, was I'm a, looking forward to it. There was a slash film article that was like the top thirty summer movies that they're looking forward to, and and I was going going through it like, oh man, that's the fact that Avengers was not their number one that that they made Mad Max their number one. I was like, actually, I'm I'm kind of on, I'm kind of on board with that at this point because it's been it's been years in the making. Like, so I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I've I've they've proven to me they can make an Avengers movie. Uh. I'm the hype for me on Mad Max is getting pretty high in a dangerous then way. I hope it sucks oh. in a really dangerous way. What are we seeing next week, James? Uh, I have no clue. Do you want to do that thing where every now and then we just, we sit here for a second and we figure yeah. out what we're doing <laughs> next week. Uh, we can thank Randy for coming on again. Appreciate no, it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. um <laughs> is X Machina out next week? I think it's limited. Oh, I think it's it? limited release. Can we see that? Is, Where can we is see X, that? Is X Machina playing at our local Alamo Draft House? We have to look that up because if not, I think it's the longest ride. <laughs> God damn! I'm not seeing the longest ride. <laughs> I do not have time for this shit. Because I am really excited about X Machina. I oh, me too. Really cool. I think it looks like a blend of sci-fi horror. Yeah, which I'm. I'm a huge Sunshine fan, so. Uh, we literally third Friday is not on their schedule. All right, well we'll look at Saturday and see if X Machina is nope. on there. All right, they they just haven't built their schedule yet, so I think it I think it is. Yeah, if it's a draft house, recommends it usually is, unless you know yeah. it's like it follows and it and it gets kicked. But yeah, but I don't I haven't heard the same kind of buzz about X Machina. Uh, we'll so. go see something. We will see something. Yeah, um, that if would it, be good. <laughs> Yep. It'll be something. It'll we'll be fi- something. We'll figure it out. Hopefully it'll be X Machina. That'd be sweet. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Randy, thanks for coming on the show. No, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. This has been cool. Until next week. But, but, bye. 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 Goodbye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6Nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. 
This has been a Nebulous Visions production. Awesome. It's fun. I sold my uh, Edge of Spider-Verse 2 for $65 online. I was like, I sold. I was actually showing my <laughs> wife yesterday, yesterday the day before. Um, I said, "Look, want to see the comic I have that's just shot up in value? I went on to my comic shop. Like a fine copy of Spider-Verse 2 is like $130. Yeah, near mint was, is like two hundred. Yeah, mine was smashed something awful on the the bottom left hand corner. Mm. But I bought it after the fact because yeah. I was like, well, everybody seems to like it. I should probably read it. So it was in our damages. So I think I paid like a dollar and twenty five cents for it. Nice. And uh, I read it, and I'm like, all right, cool, no problem. Yeah. Um, then the second and third printings came out, and I got one of those, and I sold the other one. I was like, nice. Why not? You know. Yeah, actually, I have um, one of the variants too. Is a uh, for the first issue, it's like a one in fifty. The that, Adam Hughes, uh, not the Adam Hughes. Oh. It's the other one. It's the. It's the one where she's like flying through the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, at my comic shop, Andrew gave it to me like fourteen dollars. That's it's not like, bad. It's like a hundred dollars now. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. It's, it's insane. It, it, I, I never thought I'd be. All right, see a time when I have you know a forty-five-year-old Spider-Man comic that's. You know, twenty nine, thirty five dollars, whatever. Right. And just new stuff is like out of control and right. Something super you, expensive. Get, you literally could have gotten three weeks ago that's an eighty five dollar book and you're like, I don't even know why. But I mean, it's not like print runs are scarce or anything. I mean Yeah. They they printed out tons of them. Uh yeah, I mean the Spider Verse two I can see is gonna be a little low because I think no one anticipated how big it would be well even all the spider-verse though i i think it's the first or the third one too is like 30 40 dollars um i mean it's crazy like we still have number ones that are selling off the shelf but we ordered like 150 copies hmm. we expected that you know same thing with like star wars which it's ridiculous i have no idea why people want star wars so bad i think that darth vader is pretty good that one i understand like i even read i think the third one they sent us a PDF of it. Yeah. It was, it was all right. I still won't buy it, but I enjoyed reading it. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because, uh, you know, the third one, too, is blowing up because there's some female bounty hunter. Ooh. And Andrew forgot to put it in my hold slot. And I was there, and I just happened to say, hey, man, did, you know, Darth Vader 3 come out? And he says, yeah. I said, oh, you didn't put my hold slot. He's like, you're lucky I have one left. Because <laughs> by the I got there on a Thursday, so it released the day before. Right. They're already selling for like fifteen dollars online. I'm telling you, I don't I don't get it. One of the one of the books I liked the most was The Woods, and it's in like issue twelve or something right now. And I think it took two or three weeks and the first issue was going for fifty bucks. I'm like Man. It's an indie. Like, most people didn't even want it. Well, that happened with Saga. James actually right. gave me the first issue of Saga. and It's like a $200 book, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I still have mine. <laughs> it's funny because James is like, oh, they accident- I accidentally got two of these. You can have one. Oh, well. And then it was, what, like a two or three months later? It was already, like, at 70 bucks. I'm like, mm. wow. I, I didn't I'm accidentally. Saying. I knew he wasn't going to get a copy. I bought two. Oh, like, uh, but he, I mean, he knows what I like, and it's a great series. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. We're ready? good.